0: this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. All right, this is Kenny Omega. We're One Nation
1: Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans, that's all it counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Hey. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio. And with me, I have, besides maybe Tiffany floyd and amy the world's number one all elite wrestling fan rich Lada. what's going on man
0: not much man just uh watching the show last night and uh excited to, to talk about it today and um it was a banner evening uh for AEW last night so uh new champ and you know fun times uh you know watching the uh, show with everybody so uh got lots to talk about here so
1: yeah um I think that you sleeping on Super Showdown but we'll see. We'll, see. we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Ah, ah. <laughs> Super what? <Like>? <laughs> <laughs> what a polar fucking opposite week, it? Like oh, Jesus Christ. And, like it's so funny
0: that like it's like this not even the same sport. Like this is they're doing like I don't know what they're doing on that side dude, but you know <laughs> dude
1: they like, look, I think there is something like perversely interesting of, like the cycle of, you know they're gonna put out a bullshit show. You know they're only going just to still just to take all that money. You know nobody feels good about any except like nobody on WWE side. That isn't like the devil feels good about anything involving these Saudi Arabia shows. They, look, they trash ass matches. They look uh, dudes coming out that are washed and come out and get checks. The booking it, it always fucks up. And more important stuff that involve like the TV shows, whatever else, it's all the way a, a just a bad idea. Everybody knows what they're getting to when they go into it, and yet and still, once that show starts running and you it start always seeing the, worse. the reaction, you're just like. We knew that this, we were going into some bullshit. How did this turn in from bullshit to horse shit to 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 cow shit to giraffe shit? It's like it's just, it's just so funny to me.
0: But it's like Inception, like we it, like <laughs> the dreams are on one level, but it just keeps dropping to another level and another level lower and another level lower, and yeah. eventually you can't wake up. You know? <laughs> yeah.
1: It's like you know we talked about when we went to uh to New York for WrestleMania week last year, and like full-on just as a person as you know taking in so much art and, and media from new york city and knowing like how claustrophobic those spaces can be and how like because people are so on top of each other there's such a lack of um personal space and humanity or whatever else at times i i fully we all went to new york expecting some bullshit right and it was pleasantly you know nice now i'm not I talked to you about this a bunch of times. Like I'm not fooled into thinking that's how it's really going to go if I put my ass up there and live there. It is not <laughs> sweet up there. It, so it to me is like imagine like we were braced for the bullshit or that week, and then like it was worse we could even imagine while preparing for the bullshit. Like that's what these Saudi shows are. Just like whatever. But anyway. Let's get to the fox yeah, 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 yeah. shit we, we'll first. We'll get to that we'll get to that at the end. We'll talk to that later. But that's just a that's just a brief little thing. But mm. um yeah, man. AEW Revolution a match I mean, a card that in show that is like a thousand times more creative and original and um thoughtful than the name of the show (laughs) like (laughs) revolution? Okay. So you're like the 20th wrestling company ever do that. But um just general takes on just general thoughts of the show before uh we get into it.
0: Match by match. It felt like such a rewarding show. Um looking at everything since January first and you know some of the stuff that was going on in December that I like like leading up to the show is like there's an ultimate payoff um you know from you know the title switching hands to the excellent tag match even like mjf and Cody like they gave us lots of great TV the match didn't you know totally land for me but um up and down as a presentation it always feels big it always feels large it feels important and it feels like you're just watching you know people take the next step through their careers to become bigger stars to um you know just, exist try to exist in their world and uh it they they know exactly how the fans feel about them it's the company trying to impress his fans trying to work in unison with the fans to uh give them the best possible experiences and it's like every t- time one of these aew pay-per-views happen it's like it just feels like you know when we all used to gather around and enjoy wwe like in 2016 and 15 and stuff like that, mm. but like on a higher level almost because like the bookings, like, you know, for the most part impeccable. Um, I'm, I was blown away uh, and just had a lot of fun watching the show last night. And of course, like, you know, we'll get to the tag match, but yeah. It, yeah. From orange Cassidy to, you know, just a lot of shit, just surprises people coming out the woodwork uh, to, to do great things.
1: Yeah, um, I agree with a lot of stuff you said. Um, we're we're in a weird space where, like, between AEW and NXT, to where like you have um, AEW, their TV, especially of late, has been so good and plays off of the week to week stuff to build towards a destination. And maybe the destination, the destination is very, very good, but, like, that's not really the concern, for the most part. Um, that's really not a concern of AEW television. Um, where NXT is... They have to build themselves uh, to destinations to go station to station. Um, whether it's building up some, you know, takeover and a half, as we talk about it, or building towards takeover, and then you get all the, you know, all the payoff and um, huge stuff from there, but it's... They're doing it in two separately, separate different ways and coming about it differently. But uh, it, before the last uh, two episodes of uh, NXT, you're just like every single week. You're just like I can't wait to watch this stuff. And um, I'm just I'm just happy to be a wrestling fan right now. Between well, between NXT until the last couple of weeks, AEW and Stardom. I'm just like. I just turn shit on just have faith that they're just going to, like, give me something that I'm just going to thoroughly enjoy. Um, so, um, until these last two weeks in XT, like, I've been, like, super happy with, uh, everything I've been watching, like, and following consistently. But, um, yeah, just, let's let's start from the top. Um, the Haas fight. Dustin versus...
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dustin versus, uh, Jake Hager. Um...
0: What, what are your thoughts on the match? So I was excited about this match coming into it. You know, I'm always a longtime <laughs> fan of Dustin Rhodes, and uh, I was interested to see what Hager would do. Turned out it was just okay. It, it um I checked the time on it uh, after, you know, I was, like, looking at all the uh, reviews for the show. So this match clocked in at fourteen fourteen. 14 right. It felt way longer. Um you know, I wouldn't have opened the show like that, but maybe, you know, somebody wanted to try, like, you know, if you put it anywhere else on the show, maybe it doesn't work out even as good as that. Um, wasn't a fan of uh, Dustin uh, going up and kissing uh, old girl, but um Swagger uh, or Hager <laughs> was, uh he he seemed like he kind of had a new swag about him. Match wasn't like bad or anything. I think I gave it like three and a quarter. Um, it was just like kind of there though. Like sometimes you need that, but uh Hager's wrestling, at least now, and still good. Yeah. um,
1: I don't know if they, I don't know the situation where they didn't want to make him too um, overpower compared to uh, Dustin, given that, like, who knows who's going to be between those two in blood and guts, um, or whatever the hell they're calling their um, upcoming War Games match, but to me, just, I, maybe it's because I have my mindset on, like, alright, you, you've protected this dude, you've him a, mis- a mystique to an extent, like, have him just go out there and kill the vet, and that wasn't that much of a match, that, that kind of match. They had a back and forth. I am um, definitely don't like what the match was centered around with making, you know, uh, Swagger's wife get <laughs> basically, you know, fucking forced upon by the babyface of all fucking things. So, uh, so like that that also took me out of the match but i mean even just the work it was just like a regular match that like i'm sure i'm sure i've seen swagger in in dust and, and, and Dustin have this match uh before yeah. like some some edition of raw or main event when i was watching that
0: shit back then so but, but the people yeah. loved it like yeah it <laughs> out because that's 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 the great x factor here if this match happened <clears throat> anywhere else it's like in reverse almost like yeah. Like yeah. it, it, people be sitting on their hands, not caring, but uh all I wanted to see was some right hands in this match and I got it. So yeah, you know, they didn't start with a lock up, like they didn't uh <laughs> try to feel each other out. They were like, No, I want the smoke, like come get it.
1: Yeah. Um I think Swagger's gonna have to maybe dig more into like the wrestling side, like like the whole submission specialist type thing. Um or he's gonna have to start hitting people hard. Like I, I don't know. Well, he's gonna have to pick one or both. Yeah. But
0: Just start start throwing them around. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like there's a um, blueprint there. You can clearly take it.
1: It's, yeah, it's yeah. wide
0: open for the taking. Yeah. Um. Are you I mean, worried about him because they've got all these like uh big guys coming in? Like they're gonna have Luke Harper essentially. Like we know that's a done deal. Uh, Lance Archer is uh, around. Brian Cage eventually will show up. Like in comparison to all of them, like I don't think he's that level. So oh, he's like, absolutely
1: not. But the thing—I so, think
0: the thing is—if he's just going
1: to remain in this role as Jericho's heavy for the most part, it's fine. Yeah. Like same thing with Wardlow. If Wardlow is just going to be MJF's heavy for a long time. Fine. Like if that's your role, that's your role. Like he's more than qualified. They're both more than qualified to do that. But if you want to get them in the ring and have them go out there and work for, you know, fifteen minutes like a match like this, like he's in there with Dustin. Ain't no excuses. Uh so you know, that's that's what he brings to the table and that's a good he'd be a solid, you know, open and match type person. But don't get it fucked up. He could not have gone any deeper in that card. Um with yeah. that level of match.
0: Yeah. But after that... Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah. So, then we end up getting uh, Darby versus Guevara. Um, most of the match is before the actual bell rings. Um, the best parts of the match, honestly, is before the bell ring. Um, Darby, or sorry, uh, Guevara comes out, crowds booing the shit out of him. Um, I kind of missed the panda thing. Like I think the panda will like make people like hate him more, but whatever. Um, <laughs> then out comes Darby. Darby does what? What was the opening thing he did this time? I can't remember right now.
0: He he was in the ring, and um, you know the the lens was black and white, of course. And he does like a middle row moonsault and lands on a skateboard, and then the skateboard says Sammy on it, and then That's he right. just shows it to the screen, and then all of a sudden he's uh, coming out to his music and skating to the ring
1: yeah yeah come skating down the ramp um the ramp has been updated they have gotten rid of that metal grate that cody hard weighed himself on um at full gear um they also have led the ramp so well they're here they're competing with the main roster now 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 all they need is get the half pipe for for uh for darby and then we will be in there like, <laughs> um so so yeah they it comes down to the ring. Uh, you know, typical heel deal. Hill comes out first. They duck out the ring when the babyface makes their entrance. Um, he's off in the corner off to the side. Darby hits him, you know, before the lights even fully come up while still with the big-ass weird jacket he wears, um, the duster or whatever the hell it is, and just basically comes straight through uh, with a middle, a a tope through the um, top and middle rope and lays him out. Then they start doing a lot of... Um,
0: High spot plundering,
1: <laughs> Bro,
0: <laughs> like this brawl before the match was excellent. Yes, like it was. Just, it was like, very good. Um, yeah, like lots of big dives over and over again to each other until eventually, like, the tables get turned and Sammy G uh puts his man on the table. You already know what it is, like, <laughs> like yeah. Once he put him on the table, nigga. I was like,
1: he's not gone. Like, me and me and uh, me and Zach were both like, he's not gonna. And then he does. He goes to the top rope and hits a 6.30 off the top rope to a, someone that's on a table on the floor. Laying on the floor.
0: That's that's one of the
1: best spots of the year.
0: Yeah. The <laughs> Flat out. Like, like this dude... <laughs> like, I, I jumped on the Sammy uh, train and Darby train very early. This was just awesome to see these two dudes that don't give a fuck. And um, Sammy doing that is like, yo... I didn't even have to have like the like cuz we saw him do it in the jacket and, and the in the jeans and the sneakers before. Now he's right. in the wrestling gear. This is easy for him. This is light, you yeah. know? Um <laughs> I I would refrain from saying the word easy
1: because like that shit had to hurt for both of them, but yeah. it was a hell of a spot. Um yeah. and then and then they get in the ring and then the bell rings.
0: Yeah. The <laughs> bell rings like immediate like huge kick from Sammy uh, Darby kicks out at 2. Justin thinks this is going to be a swash because Darby's just broken. And then they just do, like, a five-minute little match. Yep. And it's just, like, in and out. And then, like, huge, like, Darby's over at the end with the coffin drop. Be some clean. I loved it. The whole thing with this. I'm going to cheat and count the pre-match as well because I would if this was Jericho and Naito at Dominion. <laughs> so, I went four and a quarter with this and I was like, this is this is how you make stars. This is how like like we know Sam Guevara is a human highlight reel. He's gonna lose in five minutes, but like he's losing to that dude. Like, and I saw a tweet go out, and it was like Darby Allen getting the fuck out of Evolve and the AEW is like a Will Ospreay level career decision, <laughs> like Will Ospreay going to New Japan, and it was like, yo we might have, like, AEW might have saved the guy. Like, <laughs> when I look at Darby <laughs> Allen, like, so over. Just just, just a superstar.
1: Yeah, um, I'm not as high on you. I give it, like, three and three quarters to four. Uh, I... I want to, obviously, because, you know, um, Darby didn't get his full vengeance, like, he beat the dude, but, like, he wanted to hurt him, and then Swagger, H- Hager came out and made the save, so, like, clearly there's more to come, so, like... Sign me up for more. Um, you know, we we talked about this with Pac in um in Hangman, like give me two, you know, mid car dudes that are trying to gun for the top on the, and have them fight each other on their way to like elevate themselves. This is the start of this. Th-
0: like And then Jungle you know, Boy was to ring ringside too, so like he's probably like mixed in with them too. So
1: Yeah, like we always talk about obviously I'm not gonna compare the two or trying to make a comparison of um this is what their career is going to lead to, but, like, think of, like, those WCW Cruiserweight matches in the mid-90s. Think of, like, you know, Rock and, and Triple H in 98 as Austin is, you know, the, the top guys. Like, we want to see people, like, gun for the top and their matches, elevate them to that level, and this is what this is going to do. They're already, they already did the first step of it. It's going to continue, so... um sign me up and it's gonna be fun to watch these two over the next you know however many years we have them especially dark just just knock on wood with darby man I, <laughs> like like some. i hope i hope that somebody uh like whether it's you know one of the big dudes making a lot of money whether it's darby or it's jericho especially like for a christmas present or something like they bought them dudes like ice tubs <laughs> and, a, and, a, like a, and like a hundred pound ice making machine, so they can be like, "Yeah, you put this in the house, and then you put this, you know, in the in the bathroom somewhere, and then like you fill this up every every single uh, night, and then you get into it. Like, <laughs> we got to figure
0: out the this is where you can sleep.
1: Like, we got to figure right? out how to protect, how to keep these dudes, you know, <laughs> keep these dudes, yeah. you know, upright for the Can't next five em. years.
0: Can't lose them.
1: Yeah. Um. So next match after that, we end up getting uh. Kenny Omega and Adam Page versus the Young Bucks AEW world uh tag match. Um in my estimation it's the third best match of the year so far that I've seen. Um it's an incredible match, five stars. I mean, we could go through it piece by piece, but um because we don't we're not really gonna talk about Dynamite from last Wednesday because obviously we're talking about this show, um we're going through, like, all the storytelling stuff that led to, in the events that led to this, uh, from Dynamite. packing your boy, uh, <laughs> pack Omega go out there and have a 30-minute Iron Man match. That was incredible. Um...
0: Classical, like the spaghetti sauce. Yeah, and
1: <laughs> you have, it is pretty much like, for, you know, you get to see New Japan Kenny, um, basically, and that was awesome, because, like, that's kind of what I signed up for. Like, <laughs> Like it's cool that he's doing the tag matches and he, like he has you know really good match, but like I I want to see people I want to see this man in like a twenty twenty five minute match where he just gets to do his thing. Um, and we got that here, and it was interesting that you had the young bucks out there, but not his tag partner, the moody prick hangman, um, the drunken moody prick hangman. Uh, but him and Packer going like first fifteen minutes are incredible. Um, they do the dopey trope of a of a Iron Man match where somebody in the match at some point says "fuck this," I'm just going to cheat, take a take a take a fall by you know beating someone with a chair or a weapon, and then quickly get another fall to so it's one one, um, and then from there you just get, dude, I, I can't, can't I can't get over the brain the super brainbuster, I just can't get over that, but, um. You end up getting to the point to where Hangman, I'm not Hangman, I'm sorry. Pack has uh <clears throat> or Kenny dead to rights. Last two and a half minutes, they're fighting in and out of Pack's uh, finisher, the Brutalizer. Um, Kenny survives. They restart the match. Pac has the advantage because he had to do worn out. Um, Kenny overcomes, hits him with a One Ring Angel, gets the win. Um, and then it leads to the. Backstage promo interview sit down thing with the Bucks, Kenny Hangman and Ross and What more or less you just see the tension building between all four parties and really it's three parties, it's the Young Bucks. Well, really, it's the Young Bucks, and especially Matt getting pissed off at, at all the passive aggressive stuff that Hangman's been doing. You get Hangman saying, I didn't even want to still be here. You you you've you know Force me, a grown adult man, to stay with you as a faction as friends, okay? Uh, <laughs> and then you have Kenny trying to be the peacemaker between the two because he's like, "Look, man, we're I'm just I'm I'm just I'm just here just to hang out. Like, I don't understand all of the all the static." Um, and Heyman naturally says, I, "I'm done drinking. I need to go. I'm I'm going to go drink more." Um, and then we get to the match tonight, and <clears throat> all of those all of those, uh, standpoints are all like at the focus at beginning of the match. Um, you have like a friendly conference back and forth between Nick and Omega. Um, you get Matt and uh, page or uh, page. You get Matt and page in the ring and they start going at it. Hangman, the crowd of people, the people that crowd is cheating for spits in Matt's face. Matt does a take to, he's already sick of his shit. And he beats the hell out of him. The crowd starts booing because the guy whooped the dude's ass and got spat on. I, I, whatever. Um, <laughs> they continue and it escalates from there. And I mean, there were just a bunch of incredible incredibleness in the rest of this match. But uh,
0: Rich, you could, anything else that like sticks out in the mind for you? Yeah, man, I gotta go back to Iron Man match. So like, <laughs> okay.
1: you should have cut <laughs> me off.
0: Yeah, like uh, Iron Man match with uh, Park and Kenny. Like it was like, you know, I'm sitting here. Well, people... Listen, people want the old Kenny Omega back. It's like, bro, if we look at this company, he's been the best wrestler in it from day one. So, okay, I guess, but like, <laughs> like, but then like, you see
1: that and you're like, oh yeah, they do have a point about wanting to see New Japan Kenny. Everything's yeah. better in New Japan, Rich. Everyone.
0: So, like, <laughs> I saw the match and it was like, I, w- I was really happy to to see it, see him actually get a chance to you know to get the time he needs and the opponents that he needs to do it with. So um, pot was awesome in the match and looking like a five seven monster heel, he was uh, <laughs> or whatever the fuck he is. Um, uh, he both of these guys took incredible risks in the match and it was like this is the opening match on Dynamite. It was one for the ages, really. Um,
1: Falcon arrow yeah. off the apron to the yeah. floor, fucking maniacs.
0: Yeah. Um, just, was, just
1: it was awesome, but that was also dumb as hell.
0: Yeah. He just like nothing shocks me like as far as like a risk or a bump, uh that, you know, someone like Kenny will take. Um then like the uh you know, the he ended up getting a win with one Wing Angel, you know, you see that, you know it's a rap. And he, he used uh, the comic goye in the match and um That was, you know, everyone marked out uh, for that. And um, to the sit down, like, I don't know, every literally every review I'm listening to loved this segment, loved it. I didn't love it the same way. I was just like, I wanted it to be more intense and I wanted it to be like more of like, you know, I'm a, I'm a whoop that ass like essentially like but it was just it was like they were, mm-hmm. kind of petulant like it it wasn't really like uh like that heated level like when I think of something like that I'm thinking of the Rock Austin sit down where Austin's like like I'm gonna be at my best or whatever like like you know mm-hmm. in they're like, yeah, like I wanted that feeling from him I didn't get it until the match it, but when it happened <laughs> it happened
1: I, I think the thing that they. Because of the I get I think you know I don't know if they're working backwards of what they want to do in the match or so therefore they've laid down you know the breadcrumbs along the yeah. way to get to the match or whatever else or how they how they go about it but um, I I kind of felt the same way and I didn't really feel that Na that that like there's actually something like obviously you get all the you know the bitter jealous uh, immature shit from um, hangman. And then, like, you get the Young Bucks kind of like, hey, man, can you stop, like, drinking because it's becoming a fucking problem? And look what's happening with you, guy. But, um, so I'm just like, I don't really get this story. Like, I, like, it's cool that he's drinking, but, like, I don't get, like, the groundswell support for the dude as being, that's becoming more of a prick to, like, the good guys. And, like, maybe it's a thing where people are getting tired of Young Bucks keep getting in title matches. Maybe that's another part of it, too. I don't know. But, mm-hmm. It's I like, just didn't buy it, and then like I just didn't buy. It. I just didn't <laughs> buy that, or felt that like their collision course um, was earned until all of a sudden, like you get the line from Matt about like you be a fuck like we you know you want to leave you can't leave we fucking made you like you were a jobber in ROH like that's me like okay now there's a reason to actually like dislike the Bucks, um, but my thing is like that was brought on by, like, months and months of Hangman being a dick. Uh, so, I, and I'm like, okay, um, but, but, yeah, like, I, I definitely see what fucking, you're saying about it. Like, it wasn't yeah. that confrontational until that line dropped.
0: Yeah, and we, when we get to the match, like, the Bucks get, like, their, their reception, but then Hangman comes out, he gets cheered like a motherfucker. Kenny gets a super pop. And then like the match starts and it's just cowboy shit. Cowboy shit just everywhere. Like it's uh it's it's really one of the great tag team matches you'll ever see in your life. Um I I was over five stars on this and it was just like <laughs> yo, like I don't think I've liked the match as much as this this year. So um <laughs> it was just like, well. The the uh, it looks like we got a our, our new entrant in, in the uh, wrestler of the year conversation. His name is Kenny Omega. Like so, just, he, he's adding all these, these these great tag team matches up, got the singles matches, got this one, and he just feels more kind of alive than he has, um, like you know, than at at any other time, you know. And I was looking at the young bucks looking at their uh you know i always see the uh you know people trying to disparage the young bucks or whatever right so i pulled up their cage match today. i've never pulled it up before To look how many like matches they've you know had and it's like i saw something like they have like over 80 matches that got four stars by like dave and then you start getting like the you know their high-end work like within that too and it's like it's these guys are unquestionably, like, <laughs> like, like the, the resume is so long. It's, it's like, argue with the data. Like, I, I don't, you know, um. but yeah, this was just, just all time excellent. Like lots of like callbacks. The Bucks got me to like, kind of get pissed at them during the match. When I, when they did that Kamagoya. I was like, oh, y'all some fuck niggas. Like, <laughs> like y'all ain't right. Like, and it was just like great spots, great near falls, and then Hangman having to use the One-Way Angel to wrap it up. We were running around, uh, Josh and Jeremy's, and it was like... It just felt like a really big, big match. I think it's the new greatest match in the Promotions history.
1: Um, Yeah, I think it's the best match in Promotions history.
0: Yeah, um...
1: Yeah, yeah. um, Yeah, I think it's it's better. I don't think it is better than um the Young Bucks and um, ladder match with the, the lucha bros, but yeah, I just, uh, huh? I was
0: going to say, anytime you get Kenny and the Young Bucks and they're against each other, like, I like what I've seen so far, so... Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I mean, there were there were
1: moments like, uh, uh, you know, he spits on him back, uh, you have the Kinesio tape on him, um, on, on Kenny, so from taking the brutalizer for so long. Um, uh, the match progresses, and he can't do the he can't do the one wing angel so then hangman comes in and hits his own one wing angel and this is like you know minutes after he had already uh put one of the young bucks through a table uh bombed him through a table on the floor so like you're like this match is over and then you know uh the young buck that was laid out after minutes like makes a save uh it's like it was just an incredible match like it was awesome if you haven't watched it,
0: do not miss this match. Like, yeah. like <laughs> as this, far as you talk I mean, about, talking about this at the end of the year.
1: Yeah, like uh, as far as you, you know, mention mention of it, like, you know, you're hearing the noise about the young Bucks thing. I'm at a point now where like I don't know what point it was, but it's been a while where it's like, Oh, you don't like the young Bucks? Okay. Like, I I don't care. Like, you like, just wrong. <laughs> like, it, it's like, it, it's, it's, like, the people that don't like Young Bucks are, like, to me, like, in my same mind when I think of, like, people that, like, hate, I don't know. When you go on one of these, like, you hear one of these dumb talk shows, one of these Skip Bayless or uh Max Kellerman talk shows, Stephen A. Smith talk shows, when they're just, like, they're banging on, like, the, you know, one of these, like, generationally great basketball players for whatever reason, like, you know, whether they're banging on Durant for whatever reason or LeBron or Harden or whatever, I was just like, fuck off. Like, we, <laughs> <you're>, like... <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing here? Like, what kind of hypercritical asshole are you? Like, we're... we're like we do that here when we like sparse out between the greatness of certain things. But like, we're at the part where we're acknowledging on the front end that like, we're talking about greatness regardless. And we're like trying to find the space between like the levels of greatness. They're just like, yeah, you know, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know about Kyrie Irving, nigga. You don't know about Kyrie. Look, Kyrie (laughs) pisses me off, but I know Kyrie's fucking awesome when he's healthy. He's just, he's, he's, he's a prick, but whatever. Um, I, yeah, it, it is it's, whatever. Like I, I just find it dumb. So for me, it's like whatever. So
0: yeah, I, I don't it, even know where to go
1: from here. Do you yeah, want to talk about it, 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 uh, all-time great match? match. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: we can talk about the following match. So, yeah. uh, uh, ladies' had, got, got, I got set up.
1: Had no shot.
0: Yeah, set up to die. Um, yeah. Not a lot uh, coming into it uh, storyline wise.
1: Our, Nala Rose AEW Women's Championship. Nala Rose versus Chris Atlander.
0: Yeah. Um, actually, kind of got the crowd back a little at the end. Uh, but there was just a lot in this match where it was like I thought they were afraid to hit each other hard, and there were some botches like like Stat messed up her um, she fucked uh, a kip up and a kip up a and, and then up. it was like the the match like kind of just died from there. It felt like
1: like there were two moments in the in the show at that point. There were two moments that like made me get out of my chair, um, and both for totally different reasons. Um there was one point where it may have been like the three six or the six thirty through the table or no, that's not what it was, is when Darby almost fucking killed himself doing the tope to, the knife, yeah. to um trying to give the tope through the ropes to Guevara that was laid out on across the barricade and then he ended up getting caught up in the ropes and like almost a parkin la parka to himself. Um, there was that or maybe get out of my chair just like, oh my God. Like that's so painful um and then there's another moment that that made me just do the same thing for just like when she kept up and she she basically Lacey Evans herself and she couldn't get get all the way over I was like oh no this match is d- destined for going on terrible. In. Yeah, yeah, like you had all that stacked against it. The crowd was forgiving because they know what the crowd the crowd knew what they
0: crowd were was trying uh, to so. will the crowd was trying to will yeah. this match into being, like good, And but they, they could I, not I will it. It was just a little short. Like it was just yeah. like, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah.
1: Yeah, it was just for me, you know, I feel like um with the between the reho matches and Um, this match and another example is like there is no physicality in AEW women's wrestling, um, and there are ways to work a way around having no, not you know, non-physical matches. Like Cody's matches aren't physical like that. He figures it out most times to to the level of success that's debatable, but he figures it out for the most part. Um this match just they were doing choreography as opposed to wrestling and like in a weird way like a lot of the critiques that like people that think like Naomi's not good like that's kind of the same thing like you kind of see like the you know the the, you know the jogging in place not moving not flying around you see like the like not the pace but the 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 rate of quickness of the of the moves or whatever else seemed like it's just clearly rehearsed um it just didn't work and like they could have had a more entertaining match had they just said like we're gonna do half this stuff and then the other half is us just like throwing forearms into each other's chest
0: yeah like it was it was ironic. One of the points where I was like, That's the physical the level of physicality you need is when she fucking uh Statlander fucking dove on Nyla Rose and there was no choice but for them to collide. Right. Like right. So, so it was um, like um you're, you're right. The 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 finish was like uh I thought it was going to go awfully wrong, but Nyla was able to just jump in because she realized if she didn't jump in, either Statlander was gonna break her neck or right. she was gonna Nyla was going to injure her own self. Like, yeah, so <laughs> like it was, yeah,
1: it, it, it was weird because before that met, they were already on the top rope, like a minute before that happened, when they did the superplex, it almost went just disastrously bad. That was, that was scary. Um, luckily you got over, hopefully, uh, I don't know. I think I looked away, so I don't know like how bad the angle was for Nyla, but, um, she seemed to got up pretty quick, and then they did the um, they teased the top rope monitor to the power bomb, the avalanche power bomb, and you know that was also weird because like you see the Niall's feet are both outside of the ropes and as mm-hmm. opposed to like you know typically you've seen a you've seen a teased avalanche hurricane run or avalanche power bomb a million times, and like typically the people's feet are inside the or inside the ropes. And like they're leaning back on the uh the cable not the cable, but the turnbuckle or whatever else. And that wasn't the case. And I didn't know if it was like she wasn't comfortable holding her up like in that position or whatever else. But when she put one foot in and one foot out, I was like, I don't know what they're trying to do. And then like they both came down and I'm just like I don't think that went according to plan, but you know, everyone's <laughs> safe, so whatever. Uh and they got out of there and I'm just, you know, I feel like I feel like I don't know if it's experience or what, but, like, from seeing both of them wrestle other people, like, you would assume they would have a better match in this, a lot better match in this, especially on this, uh, level of show, but it just, didn't, it just wasn't in the cards.
0: Yeah, and, and it, it's one of those rare times where, um, the match before, just, like, it, like, you see the next two people get in the ring, it just feels like, "Hang I got no shot, bro. Like,
1: yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. uh, yeah, next match after that, uh, the Grudge match, Cody versus MJF. You want to go or, I, or, do, Man, or do? You want me to go? Which, which? One? I guess I'll,
0: I'll start. Yeah, um, so MJF was orange than a motherfucker, boy. Like, <sighs> I, like, I didn't know if it was MJF or Orange Cassidy. Um, came out, did, did his entrance. I, I like uh, his his joint he wore to the ring. Uh, actually, kind of made him look kind of important. And um, Cody came out. He was walking through the backstage. He had like an extended version of the intro or whatever. Like, so the choir was singing extra long or whatever. All of a sudden, he flashed from walking uh, to, you know, rising the fuck up, you know, like. (laughs) But the band starts playing. Hey, man, I don't, I'm not, I hope I don't offend nobody when I say this, but, or anybody that listens to, to downstate, but. That band was horrible last night. Like it was like they were singing out of key. Like they were like missing parts. Like where the like I don't know if it was the cameraman's fault, like where they were showing the lead singer, but he wasn't singing, but like vocals were happening, so someone behind him may have been singing, but it was like, nah, man, you should just, just like I think you set this this shit off a little bit. And I think a lot of people in the arena looked at it like that too. Or whatever. Like if you would have set the the regular song off, I think you know they would have got the the, the energy they were looking for for the crowd to crank up uh, for Cody. And then you look at Cody's neck. <laughs> now I I I seen a lot of the um the commentary on this about it. Like I'm like, oh, he got a tattoo. I don't I don't really know much about tattoos and the whole. I don't have any tattoos either, so it's like. I saw all that everybody freaking out about it. I'm like, well, what's the what's the what's the issue? Like, is it like the placement, or is yes. it like the? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I,
1: okay, so I also have no tattoos, but like we know a bunch of people with tattoos. Like one of our closest friends is like he looks like a damn graffiti wall. That's fine. Um, well, so shout out to Kendrick. Anyway, so <laughs> he uh is <sighs> all right. So. Something I've noticed, and I've seen people uh, write about this before. Like you know, I random reading random stuff, but they're talking about how like in like the last decade, like the number of like uh, famous people or, or celebrities, or whatever else, like have because the taboo used to be the, like, oh my god, you have a tattoo, you are you're probably not a uh, contributor, to, a positive contributor to society, and now that <laughs> we've had so many generations of different people from different backgrounds, different walks of life, all have ink. Um, that shit is, you know, far less, uh, far less taboo, or you know, looked at in a way that like you're, you know, oh my god, like you have, you know, all sorts of people in, you know, uh, emergency services, law enforcement, uh, healthcare that have tattoos or whatever else, and some cover them up and some don't. You see their art is fine. No one gives a shit. Um, but the last kind of like real estate um at that point because we're now so numb to people having tattoos is the face um and over like the last 10 years we've seen more and more celebrities get face tattoos whether it's rick ross chris brown uh mike tyson you know a bunch of people have face tattoos or whatever else so Mm -hmm. another part of that is like the neck bone is connected (laughs) to the head bone so like (laughs)
0: A lot of we, people say that this distracted them from the match. Right, right. Were because it's
1: like one, this this man has a whole Decepticon on the side of his fucking neck, looking like a robot in disguise, more than meet the eye and shit. <laughs> and like, I think I think the part is like it was so brand new, so like that, like the paint on it looks so fresh. It's almost it looked almost as if like he got the tattoo yesterday (laughs) Uh uh-huh so it's like bro we just saw you on wednesday what 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 happened what
0: happened we did not see him on wednesday he was not on the show wednesday they only played a video package
1: i no but i thought the stuff with tiffany like he was in front of the crowd right
0: um i don't know if that was too oh oh you're right no that was after the show that was after right, the
1: show, right? But we didn't we didn't see him, but like he was on in front of a live audience that right. recorded the shit, and he ain't had that tattooed in. So people were like, right. "What's going on, bro?" Yeah. So
0: but let's get to the match. Like,
1: and also it's like another part is like, your the, you're the face is brand new company. You're 34 years old. Like the other tat. Like there's another thing with tattoos, like. The more you get, the less like meaning they possibly have. Because at this point, you just like I just felt the vibe that day, so I just decided to get Damn. a you know I decided to get a koi a koi on my arm because like I got a million others you know I have no more space or I have a million tattoos anyway or people get tattoos over tattoos all the time where uh, you only have you're one person like Cody the only tattoo we know that he has is like his that tattoo on his chest that says dream uh is like okay so you you have a tattoo that's a tribute for, to your father right. Now you have this tattoo on the side, this big-ass tattoo on the side of your neck. Like, this is like a tattoo. Remember when Remember when? Um, remember when rappers out here getting tattoos on their arms or their neck for the label they just got signed to? Remember oh that? No, happening? Like, that yes. was, that Nightmare Family tattoo was like that, except on the neck. <laughs> like yo, what is going on? Anyway, get to the match.
0: Yo, Cody brought out a million niggas with him. <laughs> like, yeah, like, uh, I, thought, the, I dude, thought it was the Wu Tang. Like, oh, <laughs> none of them, dude. <laughs> like he was bringing uh, just 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 random Joes. It seemed like yeah. uh, you know, in addition to like Q T Marshall, Brandy, Arn Anderson, and as I'm seeing all these people, I'm counting off. The, uh, the amount of gimmicks that will happen in this match. Like, oh, this person's here to do this. This person is here to do this on this side. And then this person's gonna do this. So, we said it last time. Last time he was doing the 1980s uh, NWA cosplay match with Jericho, right? Mm-hmm. There were elements of this where it felt like, oh my god, He's trying to be Shawn Michaels with Jose Lothario because he kicked his old manager. His old manager took a fall during the match. Oh, I wanted to like it a lot. The uh, bill for this was impeccable. Yes, You it won't was. see better wrestling TV maybe ever, right? Or it's on the short list of a few being built up. And it just wasn't like it was slow. It was like I don't know, it just just like it just seemed like m j f was in a deep like end of the pool, trying to hang on this level, and I don't think Cody was all that great either. It was like and i I made the remark during the match, I was like. Eventually, all these matches are going to catch up to him. Like you remember uh, on Dope Bad Boy, it was like sooner or later, all this is going to catch up. Like you know, shit like that. All these kids are going to catch up, or some shit like that. And it's like the more these that happens, right? People are reacting to them less because they're like, uh, it's just like I feel like people are reacting to them less. And it's like I don't know, man. Like I wanted to come on here and praise Say they surprised us they gave us a hard four star match or something like that i gave this a gentleman's three and i know there are people that liked it i know there are people that probably hate it a lot like like hate it detest it go to hell right i'm not i'm right in the middle i'm just like i saw what they were going for maybe cody's injury limited them a little bit but there's just too much shit like like I, I can under like I can live with you know the type of match where yo they're doing a million things in the match to each other like like I can I can live with that but like I got Warlow uh, looking like he's about to f ten Brandy on the side we got Arn Anderson getting kicked and taking dives we got um you know Warlow attacking Cody MJF like it just seems like there's just so much going on at, at all the times and I'm just like. How about, I just want to see y'all two fight. <clears throat> okay. So, um,
1: when people talk about how Cody is, people praise Cody when Cody's on, um, it works so well. Cause he has all these grand ideas on how to do things that are like outside of actually just wrestling in the ring to add, add value and, and pop a crown and, um, can you know to to change momentum in a match. The problem with Cody in a vacuum is that Cody does a lot of stuff in his matches that never makes sense when he decides to throw that kind of stuff out there into his match. The thing is people like him so much, rightfully so, that people overlook it. Um and when you have a match like the match with Dustin Everything was perfect. Sometimes the
0: stars align.
1: Yeah, the stars align, and most of the and more of the time, like they don't. So, and most of the time, it's not. It's not like oh, the Warlow match last week, right? Like more things go. Cody, most of his is hit or miss, and if I were to say like if a hundred is success and zero is failure, he's probably hitting a bad average of something like in the sixties. Like six hundred bad average, right? Um The problem with this match is it put all it put all it is a bad match. Like one, this is a grudge match, so they should be trying to beat the fuck out of each other, or Cody should be trying to beat the fuck out of uh MJF more specifically. And there was so much non wrestling gaga shit in the match that it like it detracted from that the elements of wanting to see Cody give this motherfucker a scar. And it had its moments of physicality, but for the most part, it was just wrestling match. Um, and you you go from stuff like, okay, well, he broke his toe. Let's do stuff with the toe. And then you get a part to where, all right, well, you've been working over this dude's toe or whatever else, and the toe's a part of the story. And then the, the whole thing is, Cody told us, He's gonna give MJF a matching scar for the matching scar to happen that he ended up getting on his face when oh, he got hardweight on the uh, yes. on the ramp at full gear. Okay, we took the we've taken the shoe off of this dude. He's in a sock. He gives him a he gives him a kick to the head with the sock uh, or with the non-booted shoe or non-booted foot. They do all of the distraction stuff so MJF can can come up later with a blade job, bleeding, to put over, to sell, to put over, the fact he just kicked him with a, with a non-booted shoe? What? A, that's a nonsense! Was that,
0: a, a toenail was
1: this sharp? Like, that's fucking dumb. Like, I just, <sighs> it's it just like, uh, okay, so then, and then, like, Brandy, or sorry, uh, Warlow helps MJF slightly in the match. Brandy gets a, a cup of uh, beer, pours it on Warlow, uh, a monster in a suit, which clearly... And then she takes off running... She, t- she takes off running like... uh, She just Oof, did something horrible. She wasn't, she wasn't scared. She was like, ha ha, I got you and I'm out of here. Like, there was an element <laughs> I didn't sing and realized, like, I shouldn't have done this and I'm out of here. It was... The tone was, this is fucking Looney Tunes.
0: Damn. So,
1: whatever. Um... I, I just, the whole match just like, it just did not work for me. And it also went 22 minutes when they were better served going 15 or 18, whatever. Um, MJF ends up getting a win. Yeah, and, um, and I, I, maybe I missed it. I don't know when he got the ring to hit him, to put it in his trunks to pull it out and hit him eventually. Like, I know that, because I remember at the weather on the ramp coming out for his entrance when, <sighs> when this fucking glazed, honey-baked ham-looking-ass MJF uh, comes to the ramp, look, we're rocking all the Burberry like he's Birdman in two thousand three. Uh, mm-hmm. He took the or Warlow took the ring off of him and put it in his pocket. I don't know when he got it back, man. i probably just missed it, but obviously, like it's it's not a magic trick, but I just missed it or the cameras missed it or whatever else. But I just it's just too much Gaga. They put yeah. in, in a in a blood feud where you don't want to see some dude get fucking cracked or whatever else, even for a short amount of time, or his ass flip. We get that. There's also the moment where Cody his his injury of with the weight belt right in front of the ref the ref has to and then the ref stops him from hitting him again he says let me have this one and he says oh okay and the turns his head you just saw him whack him one time what are you talking about let me have let me have one you mean two no
0: i, I what? Like, look i like that that idea of execution but they should have did it before the first one. Exactly. Like, like let me have this, ref. Like, there was a referee in the ring with me watching me get whooped. Ref, let me have this. Like, that's my point. Yeah.
1: Like, you already got one. Why do you want another one? Or you should have just kept striking them over and over and over. And, like, I'm not even going to get on the part where, like, the fact is, like, that's a blame DQ. This is, like, if we're supposed supposed to... If we're trying to... Um, like,
0: referee discretion. If
1: we're trying to pretend <laughs> that this is a, a sanctioned bout... This is bullshit, but whatever. Like, I feel like if they were going to do that, would have been better served. Or well, maybe it was a situation where they didn't want to be a dumb baby face that blows a stack and gets DQ'd or whatever else. I don't know. Whatever. Mm. But I just this 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 what this is did not do anything for me. Um, in a way that like you compare like the the the, the cage match is like nah, bro. That's
0: the good. But that's the good well, pro wrestling Watch this one's not. Yeah, the cage match. washed this. Maybe yeah. Cody was right about Warlo and NJF. And maybe,
1: I think there's also another thing, right? I think maybe their thought process was: we do all of this because we are a bad matchup in the ring together. Like mm-hmm. we can both be really good when we're in here with you know Jungle Boy or Darby or whoever else. But us rush each other together in this company,
0: we got to do. A this should have been a lights together. out match. This this should have been a lights out match and maybe that's where it goes. because, uh, you know, he had to cheat to win. So at at this point, like I'm like, just give them weapons and let them fucking whack each other. Like and, <laughs> and try not to die. Like I like I don't know, like whether it's uh uh are, double they, gonna, are, they, are they gonna bring out a web of a barbed wire too? I don't know if they want to live that life. I don't know if the pretty boys want to live that life. Like, so Man, they ain't pretty
1: no more. Cody has, Cody has a damn billboard on the side of his neck. Wow. It's a wrap, bro.
0: So, uh, I don't know. Maybe they, they run it back double or nothing too. Maybe, you know, in the lights out match, maybe they do, uh, at some point they have to do a lights out match with those two. So, um, yeah, wish it was better. Uh, I know Floyd's disappointed hearing this, but, um, I'm, I'm sure he has a different perspective in the building. I'll, I'll be listening to uh, all things elite to, uh, hey man. to hear yeah, what he has to say. All, play all it. you
1: want to, this man bladed off of a bootless kick. I'm sorry, I, <laughs> I, I,
0: I, I can't. I
1: can't. I just cannot. I cannot. Um, oh man! Yeah, so next match after that, uh, Orange Cassie versus Pack, which makes me laugh and chuckle just thinking about that matchup on paper. But they they came out Girl. here and had a thoroughly
0: entertaining match. Thoroughly entertaining incredible match. Um just you see Orange Cassidy coming out and the crowd's fucking losing it for this dude like I don't know what he does to to did to get over like this, right? But Besides nothing. Um <laughs> <laughs> literally nothing
1: on purpose. Literally the no- on the
0: purpose. nothing is on purpose, <laughs> you know. But um it's like the absolute juxtaposition this physical beast pissed off because he lost the Iron Man match guy pack who is, is ain't by no games essentially. And this was like, I, I made the comment to you. I was like, when, when orange Castle hit a move and like do something you didn't expect. I was like, man, this feels like insanity. Like, <laughs> like,
1: <laughs>
0: like fucking like it was excellent. Like it was just like, yo, Wow. AEW found another uh singles baby face that 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 people that is over out here. So yeah. um yeah, like I don't know like the shelf life on you know the whole gimmick once you see him wrestle and you know do that a bunch of times, but I'm willing to find out. So <laughs> um yeah, this was awesome. Uh very, very good match.
1: Yeah, I would I would keep him stashed and only bring him out like I don't even know if I have him wrestle once a month. That's how that's how sparse I use him in an actual match. Now that he they taking the seal broke the seal on him in a match, I don't think Uh, I even have him wrestle once a month. Um, Like I actually, you know what? I, I would use him in trios. Yeah. Like, but big singles matches, maybe like maybe a handful a year. Um. Anyway, just. The idea, you're right, just a juxtaposition of, like, this dude that doesn't want to try hard versus, like, your favorite wrestler's favorite wrestler's favorite wrestler. Like, like, dude, like I, I, made the, I made the comment, um, I don't know if you remember this, but I made a comment last night, like, Pac is, like, Pac may not be the best wrestler in the world, but he is the best wrestler in the world, like, fucking good like the, this this is the number of skills and stuff he does in a match and the way he like in ring like builds anticipation like we know that dude's a damn gymnast we know he doesn't need to like spend like five seconds to steady himself on the ropes he's building anticipation like when he does the the uh you know, the I guess now the the, the top the brain buster. Oh, that Or dude, When yeah. he goes to the ropes to do like the, the setup for you know the Black Arrow, or when he does a shooting or a shooting star press, like all of that stuff is like to get you into the match. Like he's so good at everything, and for that dude to like also in the run he's been on where he's just a just a proper bastard, you know, flat out and, and just an evil oh, evil guy and ruthless. Like for that dude to like also like get into the goofiness of like almost like incredulous to like you put me in the me in the ring with this fucking goofball i'm gonna murder him but i'm going to enjoy watching like dealing with his with his foolishness until i decide to like murder him and like that that's all the match from there just like in a way it's not too dissimilar this match is not too dissimilar from like the magic that is Pete Dunne and Riddle together except like they're in the middle of a match it's like you have this goofy fucker that's so laid back and then you have like i from just like this the straight man british dude that's just like you're doing what now and you just like, and they're both like going along for the ride except like there the British are people are funny. This is the middle of the match while like Pac is like, entertaining this nonsense, and the it, it, this match was so cool. Like they built up towards like two really cool like near falls for uh, for for Cassidy. You know he's never going to win, but like it was so fun to get ru- get caught up in that at the time. Yeah, and then like Pac just puts him away because of course he's going to put him away. Are you crazy? <laughs> 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 it was it was so fun. It was su- it was such a fun you know. Um, Probably since to me, um, this is probably the best. Like, no, I take it back. This is the second best match I've seen, and we like, it's a a funny match at the beginning, and then it like turns on, and then it gets like ridic- and then it gets like incredible. Like, this would be number two uh, this year that I've seen. Like, there's three that stick out in the mind. It's um, it's two in Stardom. It's uh, it's that Azumi in Starlight. I'm oh, sorry, Azumi in. Um, Kagetsu versus Mayu in uh, Starlight Kid match from the beginning of the year. And then it's also Kagetsu's last match in stardom. Uh, that match which you tagged with Mayu and then went against Momo in Jungle. Where it's like, eh, there's a lot of silly in this. And then they turn it on and it's just like, wow. Like, it's, it's, you know, this is the number two match I've seen like that this year. And I just like, I don't know how they come up with these matches. I think a lot of this stuff is like from the indie stuff. Like, do you remember yeah. when we saw. um in Orlando that Ricochet and Marty Scroll Skrull match. Yes. It's the same thing as like we're gonna we're gonna, you know, go half ass and then at the end we'll give you what y'all really came here to see. Like so they did a really good job of that. And I don't think they really ever do that much place else, especially in WWE, even in NXT, where they do comedy stuff and then turn it on in that way.
0: Yeah. Like, and that's what that's the thing I'm noticing about this show, is just like everything's different. Like everything right. feels like of itself, like that's what's making these shows stand out. Yeah. Um, then we got our main event, world title match, John Moxley versus Chris Jericho. John Moxley is just hanging out outside in Chicago, sleeveless hoodie out here. He tougher than us, man. Walk walks in the building. His music somehow is playing at the same time. Somehow he got the cue. And man comes out. Crowd's that going playing, fucking nuts. And man playing his walk from Atlanta. Yes. Yes, man. Um, like the, huge pop for him coming out. Just like we were just talking about all the baby faces that were like, you know, when we were watching it, just mm-hmm. like that are over and can be number one. And just like you see, Heyman getting the reactions, Kenny, then um, Cody, Cody, and then like Mosley, and it's just like we all look at look at you like, God damn, like like he's really like came out here and and got his pop and. Then, you know, Jericho comes out, all time iconic entrance right here. The, uh, they have, uh, her name is Meredith Bell. Shouts out to Meredith Bell. And, um, it is the coolest thing when you see something on Twitter and then a wrestling company will like bring that person in to do something with them and spotlight them, and be like, yo. This is this is this is what it is. About a month ago, I saw her doing the acapella version of uh, Judas, where she had like f- five different videos of herself, like harmonizing and then hitting the, the lead vocals and and everything like that. And it was like, this is fucking amazing. Like this is how like you you connect with your fans and be like, I was like immediately, that's the girl from Twitter. And it was just like, that's fucking dope. She can sing her ass off. Um, everyone loves singing Judas and you know in, in their own way essentially like a fucking gospel choir singing this shit like and then jericho comes out and then you know he's just looks like the fucking best uh because he is he's fucking jericho and he's comes to the ring and we gotta if it's like a big fight feel uh with him and mox and this match is awesome also so <laughs> and you know i don't know if you want to go through it yeah i'm not gonna go through it uh it was a really good match um
1: I I made a point, or I mentioned, like, yeah, man, like, people were complaining about, you know, from the boat thing, where the crowd started chanting and how it's caught on, or Jericho's music and how it's caught on. It's like, look, man. The dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. It's like, I get what your point is, but ultimately, it doesn't really matter because, like, you, you look at different eras of wrestling, and, like, yes, there are dastardly people that have the belt, and, like, but we all know it's fake. We're all in on this, and it's okay. It's fine. Like it's okay for the crowd to, uh, to chant that shit when Minoru Suzuki gets into the ring. Like you're going to try and tell me he's a baby face. No, he's an ax murderer or not an ax murderer. Cause he, he refers to murder people with his bare hands, but right. same, same thing applies. You go back to Ric Flair. Ric Flair was always like, he was a top baby face and the top heel at the same time. Most of the time, like and Jericho is that here in this company and comes out, They love it. And then the bell rings and they're going to boo against the dude because they want the other guy to win. Like, that's fine. Like, Mm -hmm. you don't have to have the point of wrestling is you have you have people that you want to see fight. Not I don't want to see this person because I don't want to see this person because I dislike this person. And then you go away. Like, that's not how you draw. Business and like, I think people get caught up too much in the we want real heel stuff to defend like these mediocre jokers that are out here doing this stuff, right? And they're losing sight of like, no, like you need person A and person B that, that people really want to see wrestle, and that's the end, of, and that's that's the the goal is right. Like it didn't matter if Austin or Rock was healed at the time, the Rock was heel most of the time. Those guys got in the ring and they fucking drew. It's not that. It's not that difficult. The Rock was the Rock was a heel. He was a bastard. He was awesome. He was bullying uh, commentary people. That's fine. It's okay. But, but so I was pointing like I thought. I thought it was a really good match. Um, I don't. I wouldn't call it great, but they had a really good match. I thought they had a really thoughtful match. I thought they played off of. Well, except for one thing. But I thought they played off of you know the eye patch for a while. The the blood. I don't. I I mean the The Irish whip into the corner
0: of the post. I watched his post match on it. That shit is deep, like gosh. <laughs> yeah, so I think the blood added to the match.
1: I think we're getting you know now that we've had blood three times in the last two weeks. I think they need to stop um, because they're they're going to reach a point to where like people are going to get numb to the, and desensitized yeah. to the blood. Um, but uh, yeah, I think. I thought it was I thought it was a good match. Uh the one thing that I will say is like oh, so no one's really mentioned it that much is that like people complained about Johnny Gargano waiting through all of the shenanigans and um that Champa and Adam Cole match to quote unquote come out now. He he just knew that like the perfect time was to wait twenty something minutes or whatever else. So Moxie wrestled like, out that whole match against the best in the world forever with one eye. He didn't like, and then he decided after all that time to reveal he had one. I don't hear people hitting on that one. My point is, like, it's, it's fine. But, yeah, I, I, I thought it was a really good match. Uh, and this was, to me, the most New Japanish match that Jericho's had in AEW. Like, we flat out got you know, pain maker stuff, brawling out, brawling out around the, uh, ringside area, gr- you know, grabbing the camera, flicking them off, ringing the bell or declaring himself the winner in the middle of the match when he ain't pinned nobody. I, I, I really enjoyed it. Like, um, and I'm interested to see where Moxie goes from here because like, I, I want to see, I want to see, uh, <laughs> I want to see New Japan Moxley more like, so, so, um, it's going to be interesting the future. Cause I don't know where they're headed with a contender down the line. And I mean, even if they had Jericho still be the champion, I think we're still going to wonder like, who's next.
0: Yeah. Um, I just want to talk about Jericho real quick. Um, just a wonderful champion. Um, yeah. thinking about from like, you know, a little bit of the bubbly to bringing the belt to new Japan at the Tokyo dome. And, uh, you know, the whole forbidden door thing and, uh, defending the belt, like in being just a, a world champions world champion like throughout you know a career Renaissance and just feeling like he's at another peak and I feel like I can always trust Jericho in any situation is gonna be great and I thought this match was awesome too uh, I ended up going four and a half on this because it was just like yo you, you got the big brawl you got the wrestling you got the story that made sense uh, Moxley ended up pulling off the iPads like I had predicted a little bit and I thought that was just, like, I, I just lit up like a Christmas tree uh, when, I, when I saw him do that. It was like, he's going to have to pull off the, the joint and use the good eye that he's been hiding and training with or whatever. Like, because this man has been wearing this shit forever. And it's like he's been going through his life training with this shit and, you know, until it was better. And it was like, you know what? I just like how the shit looks. You know, I'm about to just, you know, let it ride like so. So, it, I think the logic was, like, they were trying to do the Rocky Two
1: moment where you have Rocky come out and fight uh, Southpaw in the second match at, yeah. or, or train Southpaw and then, like, have him, you know, expecting one thing and then all of a sudden, like, he switches stance and, like, Apollo Crew's like, oh, hold on, player, what's this? Yeah. I, I yeah. think I think that's what they were going for, but the thing is, like, you, you kind of need your eyes like, to, 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 to fight you know, like, uh, people with one eye, people that have vision in one eye, like, they don't let them, like, fight unless they doctor stuff like Michael
0: Bisping. So I don't really, you know. <laughs> so so I think getting the belt off Jericho now, like, I mean, it's cool. Um, I think you cut off, uh, had he won and went forward, you cut off any conversation of maybe he had the belt too long. You cut that off right now. Yeah, that's true. Um, and Moxley has been nothing but valuable from – Metrics, like music number, or excuse me, not music numbers, ratings numbers, that match he did with Cobb did phenomenal. Um, all over YouTube, uh, he's been like their primary driver, I would say, on YouTube. And just like bringing, you know, his mostly, I was very uh, happy for him when, when he won and he got to hold the belt up and cut the speech at the end. Because it was like, listen to his interview, he was afraid that fans that watched stuff, the, around the rest of the world would not accept him right. or whatever. And what he did to, over the last nine months is show I am I am this fucking talented. I have this amount of skill, and I'm about to go all over the world and show it to everybody. And this is like the culmination of that. So whatever the title uh, reign may bring, you know, it, it's smooth sound from here. Like just like you have a chance the the re- to hit the reset button and be the champion that you should have been six years ago. Like. And it's just like, we're going to see it. So uh, there, there's going to be no one here to cut him off, to, to fuck him, like to, to ask him questions about his personal life. There's going to be no one that, that is like, yeah, we don't want to do any of your ideas in your match, John Moxley. You know, we, we just want to fucking sandbag you and do yeah. nothing. And there's not two other dudes in his faction that they never treat uh, him the same as, even though he was always the most over one. There's none of that anymore. So whatever is out there for for to go, uh go get I hope he takes it
1: yeah um i'm happy for him um like this is a dude that hit the ground running leaving uh WWE and he was hell bent on um you know showing you know wrestling fans and he, i'm assuming a lot of people in that company in WWE that like you underestimated estimated me. And I mean, he pretty much already, you know, the G1 solidified that. But like now it's just, you know, he's basically going over the top of some full Kobe system shit with just like him. You know, it's like, <clears throat> you know, you had this dude just sitting there forever. And like, I think, I think symbolically the fact that like he's a champion um, after having this run outside of WWE over the last, what, since last uh
0: april hey, may another, another double champion better than naito <laughs> i'm not going that far but okay uh but
1: i think symbolically is like i think him having the belt being the second champion is like prove shows like look you go out here like if you leave the company and you prove it or whatever else you can come here and this can be like
0: your crowning achievement afterwards um and like really, the AEW time is a destination now, like like yeah, it's for business.
1: I, I mean, Cibaka is like it's almost like a it's like almost like a bat signal is like hey guys, when y'all contracts run out, like you see what our TVs look like the last or since October or the last you know twenty episodes and twenty two episodes and whatever the hell it is, Um, you see what our booking looks like. You see, you know, a lot of people um putting their own sweat equity in the things they believe in because like a lot a lot of stuff is their own ideas and it's collaborative as opposed to you're handed a script and told to fuck off um like i think moxie being at the forefront of that like also helps them in the long run with that um you know being the champion for this because you can't say like i don't know anyone is watching this saying like oh yeah they just gave it to him because you know
0: he's x level of star you know, and, and uh, I don't get like no. Nah, this dude, this dude went out there at all. Well, he no got this shit. On, yeah, my fault. I was gonna say he got this shit on his own merit. That's my
1: point. That's my point. Yeah. Like this man earned. This man earned this by going out to Japan and, and getting his ass whooped by some of the baddest dudes in, the, in, in in the professional wrestling business. And then he took that shit all all around to the Indies and worked. You know, Darby and worked all these other people, and then taken to AEW and went out there and had a fucking. Uh, us uh, sp- or i guess a uh, hardcore porn match um the other day or not the other day but i uh, had uh full gear like this is a dude is like battling through you know uh mercy infections all that stuff like like this is the earned road for him absolutely and like i think for a lot of people that have that similar drive than moxley i don't think this is some si- singular thing with moxley um a lot of people that love this or whatever else, like I think this shows that, like, yeah, that money's good, but you can make money, you can make good money elsewhere, and like actually, like, be enjoy, like, you know, getting your ass on a plane and packing up and unpacking and make and, and feel like all of that stuff's worth it to go out there in front of an audience of thousands of people.
0: Yeah, no, that um, never respects right. you and loves you and like just like right, not trying to derail you or like or, or no or have this thing or just, against or
1: just just knows what they're doing it. Just know what I'm doing. Like, that, and, uh, me, you, uh, me, you, and Simon got into a thing about um, whether or not WWE is bizarro or Vince is like the bizarro booker or if he's just incompetent. And like, y'all were saying it's bizarro. And I'm like, nah, man. I think Vince really believes that he's getting, he's doing the right thing. He's just fucking wrong. <laughs> like, um, or, he, or misguided at the time or whatever else. Or, whatever i don't think he's actually saying like yeah I'm, I'm i'm trying to do the fucking up olympics over here like i mm-hmm. so like that's that's what i mean like and i think we got to a part where it's like either way it's bad so it's not like we're parsing something really small like either way it's come the outcome is mostly bad but it's like i think people are going to be tired of that um, especially if you're someone like like Mox has been around there for a long time and saw all this stuff, and, and you know you heard it detailed um, in the stories, right? Like everybody has their horror stories in that company. Yeah. Like look 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 at look at we're, we're going to get to it because that's the end of the show. But um, like look at Super Showdown. I guess that's the transition, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But AEW Revolution just one of the best shows of the year. Yeah. highly recommended. Yeah, so it's. I
1: mean I mean right now we're at what Portland uh, the two Russell Kingdom shows this and anything else you want to throw in this for a pay-per-view discussion <laughs> I was going to say a couple of them episodes of Dynamite <laughs> <laughs> I think honestly I think uh, I think I like some of the episodes of Dynamite more than this pay-per-view but I was just talking about a, a big show yeah. pers- big show pay-per-view perspective yeah yeah, um, yeah I mean um. Yeah, Super Showdown. Oh, boy. So, this show is now an hour and, like, 17 minutes long or whatever else. And, like, we just talked about all the good wrestling and even, you know, talked about some of the bad. There will not be much of a discussion about any good no. on this one.
0: No. Yeah. Um, um, this is, quite frankly... It's possibly the worst show in WWE history. Uh, I logged on to Cage Match and it was like mm. 0.44. It's worse than that, the TLC, the <laughs> Hell in a Cell, the fucking uh, Backlash 2018. It's really? like, yes. It's you mean like Backlash 0.44. 2017? Uh, 2018.
1: Is that the one? What What's on that card?
0: The Double Dick Kick in the. Um, Nakamura and uh, AJ. Roman Reigns and, uh, and uh, Samojo Headlockathon where the okay. crowd's fucking leaving and uh, Alexa Bliss and Nia Jax and a, Carmella Oscar. Okay.
1: What about Battleground 2017? Is that the one with the Punjabi prison? Yes. Okay. Worse than I'm
0: that. Wow. That's... that's Worse it, than that. That's
1: impressive in the sneakiness.
0: That's... Wow. Yes. Um, Just... Yeah, I, I I watched the um the championship match on Twitter. I saw it. it <laughs> Which one? What? Which one? The, the Goldberg. Okay, uh, the, you know there was another the championship team. match that
1: also went uh, Twitter length as well. So
0: yeah, this is this is just like a manifestation of like I don't I don't understand this company. Undertaker comes back, beats AJ Styles without taking his jacket off in fifteen seconds. And that's supposed to make us want to watch the match. Ricochet and Brock Lesnar. It's exactly what the fuck I said it would be on this show. <laughs> He's going to get fucking squashed. Did motherfuckers want to believe me? I'm not sure. Maybe they did. Um, but I know, what's his name? Real Life Kaz. I had that waiting for a whole month before I dunk, before I dunked that shit back on him. Ricochet and Brock Lesnar going to slap. What y'all complaining about? This what we complaining about? You simple ass! Well, I'm not even going to get the name calling, but after, after you stop yourself and call them simple, come on, man. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, man, this is like this booking, like like they're treating these people like jokes, and it's just like like seeing black people go all oh, for everything on this show. Oh for everything. We're
1: gonna we're gonna get into that. We're gonna get into that.
0: Yeah, man. I mean. Let's go,
1: Pete. We already got the Donald part. We already got the Ricochet part. Um, I mean, we can do this in passing and get to it. Like sure. It's just...
0: 30 seconds it, each. It's Let's
1: get it. It's, it's really weird how... Or not weird, but like... It's, it, it's interesting to see people's uh, breaking points on the main roster. Like, mine was... Uh, well... Mine was. I've had multiple breaking points. <laughs> I've had multiple breaking points. Right. So like, there's WrestleMania 34. That like that was a huge breaking point for me. Uh, there was also like WrestleMania 35 when like that that bill was with, with uh, Ronda and Charlotte and Becky. Like that just that just like I can never love this. I can never love Vince McMahon's like whatever he's booking. I can never like I have no faith in them. Like they like they like they can they can get forced into a good thing and then like recognize it. Like they just got lucky and then still fuck it up. Like, <laughs> like, so you have that. Um, and, and then this is like, I have no faith. So like, I'll just watch their big shows. I'll hear about their, their tape, their TV and I'll check out whatever, you know, I find is a little light or a highlight just to watch it. And like to see a lot of people, like some of the most die hardest of WWE fans, like just be like, I got my I got my teeth kicked in. It's just like Yeah, man. Like the way to watch this show at this point is to watch it detached or watch it for like this almost from perverse pleasure. Not perverse pleasure, but like just perversely like how nonsensical can it get? How cockamamie can this stuff get? I and, root for
0: anarchy. Like yeah, I root I don't, for unrest. Like I root for everything, <laughs> like 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 anything can go bad. I might as well be a Russian, James. Like when wow. it comes to WWE, I don't root.
1: <laughs> I don't root for, don't root for the, the stuff to go bad. I just know that it, I just know that it probably will. So just like when it happens, I'm I'm just gonna be like, see that see this other thing that happens. So um, for me, it's just.
0: Look, I want their fans upset. We, I want. I want everything just to just to go awry, like the booking to, to turn out to be a disaster. Everything, shut it down. Like <laughs> redistribute so, the wrestlers around so, the world. So, the <laughs> contracts still gonna hold up. Play. They got TV deals. But um,
1: the thing, the thing for me is, like we talked about this at was it WrestleMania? I mean, we talking about it for years, but it got really bad at what, WrestleMania thirty three. When That's it was
0: like you can draw a line um, from WrestleMania 33 to like the point of no return. Like once yeah, they pass
1: that, yeah. Like well, I mean, really, like when we did the um, multiple part thing, we had uh, Super VV on for to do one headlining show. Um, we had you know Jeremy, we had Chad, we had Simon, we had for multiple shows because they had like they were like six shows deeps and like six shows deep in like headlining level shows, yeah. or whatever, tentpole level shows, right? So Sierra. Yeah, Sierra, yeah, and it's just like so much of these matches where it was Shane, or Undertaker, or Goldberg, or Lesnar, or whoever else I'm forgetting. Triple Triple H, H. of course, of course. Cena, Um, well, Cena was
0: still kind of around then.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, I'm not gonna mention Cena, but yeah, it's just like, all these people are taking up these spots, and because they're the real stars, because, like, y'all ain't tried to make a star in, like, 20 years, and to go from that moment of, like, all that stuff happening in um at the WrestleMania 33 thing to, like, where we are now to where, like, it's just a continuation of the same thing. is like,
0: all right. Time is a flat circle. They just yeah. get new part-timers yeah, and like, new people that haven't been around all year. Right.
1: Like, Undertaker was on the WrestleMania 35 card. Okay.
0: We'll Batista comes Batista. back.
1: Right. For his go-home uh, thing. All right. Triple H is going to be on this card. Okay. We have Edge now. Is and like it's gonna continue over and over, and like, and also, we got Goldberg added to this bitch out of nowhere, too. Yeah, like we lose triple, like we lose Triple H, we get Edge, which is cool because Triple H, Edge is gonna give us better um, TV in a match than Goldberg will, but like, we got Goldberg,
0: and, and they're <laughs> not gonna had, get their return on Edge like that because Edge spent his career like largely like you're not as good as them, right? He and he was like,
1: his, his whole career is you are not um you are not triple h or undertaker or the rock or austin and then those guys are gone and then oh you're the guy now you're the number two guy now behind cena or three we got B- 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 cena and batista and triple h why he's still around like he went to being like a, a lower a lower top guy like he went to being like a man a person that would main event a car not a you know not the star and that's fine. Like. And he has a bunch of
0: world title wins to right. show for it and
1: stuff like. that. And he did that, well on but, TV. Like, he did well right. on TV, but he was never he was never the guy. And you know, a lot of people will say that he was never in Vince's mind a guy, which I think is fair. Uh, same way that I don't think Daniel Bryan ever been a guy for uh for dank for WWE ev- ever either. Or you know, uh, so I think that. You, you go from all that we just talked about, and then, like, you see it, you see it again, as like, more, it's just okay, like, more like, guys like the in the music can hand over, just to, to put over, uh, these, these other dudes, and it's, like, I'm not, I don't, case-by-case case basis, I don't know if, like, it's the worst thing in the world, like, clearly they already have fucked up Ricochet, right? So, it's, like, okay, they beat another dude, they've already fucked up anyway, so it's, like, okay, but once you see that, and then you pair it with, uh, undertaker just comes out and just wins uh a fucking gauntlet match that these other dudes like bust their ass for you can you like add that in with like what brock lesnar did at money in the bank this year or last year um uh shaman man winning the best in the world trophy uh whatever else it's like they're not trying to get they were trying to get shaman heat at the time and they didn't pull the trigger until later they're not trying to get heat with undertaker they just wanted to pop you because undertaker showed up or whatever else, and, like, all the other dudes bust their ass or whatever else, and then they get the fuck on, and then AJ, you know, I'm not, I'm not crying for AJ to, uh, that he got squashed or whatever else, so he's been squashing dudes all year himself, but yeah. whatever. Uh, but this is like, alright, another old guy
0: comes through and, like, steals the shine at the end. Um, yeah. Brock. It's like, these dudes don't get no weaker, they don't get no worse as they age, they don't do, like, nothing. Like, it's just like, they're not telling stories, like, this is just hot-shotting. Like, yeah, it is it's an, an insane amount of hot shot, and like, uh, and that like played out over on SmackDown as well.
1: Yeah, so the, like, the, the number one is like Goldberg and and White. is like, we, we've we had no inkling that Goldberg was even coming, uh, to doing WrestleMania. Like, they just saw, like, they, they just looked up, it's, it's like they looked up and realized, oh, yeah, like, we could do Goldberg versus, versus Roman. Dumb, motherfucker. Like, of course, we're going to do this. Like, take the belt off of White, and it's like the the Wyatt stuff is is polarizing obviously like I think that it's not my thing it's not my thing but I think at moments he had he was doing some things compelling like the uh, Firefly Fun House stuff is like I don't know if that stuff I don't think that stuff draws but like I find it to be entertaining um, but his match just stunk, stunk flat out. Stun.
0: Um, and they've always he's always been Bray Wyatt underneath all that shit, right? Like, like right. when, the, when the bell rings, it ain't there. Right. Like, so, like for me, like I ain't crying for that dude. But if you are a WWE you, you cry fan, for the situation the, you cry for the situation, not the, not the guy, right? In this like, case.
1: right? Like if you're a person, and also like the fact is like, well, what the fuck, man? Like you spent all this time, you know, you spent all this time, like. And invested into this dude, and then, like, because it's money, it's money time, you can move to the side. It's like, Strowman, it's like a Strowman situation all over again. It's probably even bigger. It's like, you made him the champion. You had him people. You had him murdering people left and right. Um, he was always focused on TV. He's, like, the only character that was consistently protected uh, well.
0: And then all of a it, sudden, he it, loses. His money, <laughs> and so he, it, he just I moved to the side. L- loses to a sloppy suplex in a awful match and just like completely like I don't having... know if
1: it was, was it awful because I didn't see it but like yeah. it just seemed like because it went so short it's like it's not I don't know if it's an awful match or it's a nothing match because awful it, match it, I'm thinking of like, it was like no- Goldberg it, it,
0: Undertaker it's like nothing like it's just like a nothing like... match yeah there's nothing like Goldberg has nothing left in the tank at right now and it's like I don't know what, what the situation is with his body because you know Goldberg comes back and he's normally like jacked and swole he
1: wasn't as big as before he,
0: yeah. he wasn't as big as before and he looked kind of soft but mm. and, and he had like a big gash on his uh, like abdomen, his he's lower had that. abdomen he's had that Yeah, I don't know I just never noticed it but um, it was just so sloppy and then like they are like I don't know how you watch this and feel inspired I don't know how you watch this and and feel like Yo, I can't wait to see what this leads to because I mean, if you want to see what it leads to, just look what the past is. WrestleMania thirty-four. Like, just look, just look at the past. Time's a flat circle. What's gonna happen right after WrestleMania? These people aren't gonna be around. The TV's gonna gonna suck. Like, and it's gonna be like they're gonna be trying to inorganically once again shove people in these positions after program, uh, at after WrestleMania with programs, and it's just not gonna click. Like every year, just like Lacey Evans challenging, uh, just like uh, Kobe Kingston doing Challenger of the Month, and all these people, and uh, you know, and Seth, like you handcuff him to Baron Corbin and shit, like right, right. It's not like that's what's what the future is. So I I think we'll see what happens, but I'm
1: I'm mostly with you. Um, I think there's a possibility. Well, there's a possibility that. Bray and Roman both win at WrestleMania and then they go into that after WrestleMania but you've already like taken like the carrot on the stick of what that would mean for Roman to beat The Fiend by having him already lose to Goldberg like it's it, it's, it's, it's it's almost like you know why? No no hold no, on no, 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 no. it's almost like It's almost like Roman Reigns, Goldberg, and Lesnar from 2014 to 2017. Except like in, in lightning speed. Like, all right, we built up the Fiend. Okay, we built up Lesnar. For both of them are built up for Roman eventually for a big win at WrestleMania. Goldberg comes in. Goldberg gets over. Vince says, "Never mind that shit." Putting Goldberg. Goldberg goes over these people that were built up specifically for Roman, and then Romans left the scramble in in the in the in the back half, like in you're just like okay, what now? Like, except a lot this of, happened a lot in of, months that, as opposed to two, multiple years for uh, the first time around with Goldberg.
0: And I don't know, like how what the percentages on this, right? But. We all know what the fuck this is. P- the Bray Wyatt people are upset. Oh, yeah. Because, like, it's not necessarily their that favorite They're not. Loss. No, it's, it's not even that. It's like <laughs> they were advocating for Cena versus Wyatt at the belt because they did not want Roman Reigns to get this win. That's, that's all <laughs> this is.
1: It all comes <laughs> back to Roman Reigns
0: all I the time. Right? And it's that. like, I wanted to see Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns, right? I think it's the best match, right? The best history, the best feud, the most like
1: best story that you just easily plug in and everyone immediately understands has
0: ever wa- that's watched over the last five years. So I'm incredibly Six disappointed years. that they found a way to not do that, Again. and they and they showed nothing but blatant cowardice. Uh, in the in the way that they're they're doing it, because it seems like they're trying to protect Roma Reigns from booze for whatever reason. Like and it's, it's not like gonna work. It, it's not gonna work, and it's like, yo, just just fucking roll with it. Try that. That's the only thing you haven't tried is rolling with it. I don't know. Like, what are you afraid for? You're insulated from money forever. Essentially, it's like, yo, like. And, and and Daniel Bryan uh, look look he he look like he's staring at the fucking Andre right now. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> like I can't even like get it all the way into that. But um, well, yeah, just a lot of lot of lot of bad booking, lot of lot of bad hot shot booking stuff happening out of nowhere. Matches getting rolled out like their press releases. It's just yeah. like that's a good point. Like press releases, completely yeah, so- inorganic. Just like. I don't know how you how you how you invest in this within a month. It's like we and, and then just positioning that with AW with this fucking great build from January to fucking revolution and the revolution going off like this Revolution's going to smoke. I don't, I, I,
1: I don't even want to like do that because like obviously, obviously, but like just look at last year. Look at the build of Kofi mania and like the build of Kofi mania was not perfect. It was absolutely yeah. not perfect. It was over long. Um, it wasn't. It was. It was playing on stuff without actually saying it, uh, in in a way that's
0: like acceptable for everybody.
1: Yeah, yeah, in a way that's yeah, as opposed to like actually, you know, giving uh the New Day the edge that they also crave that everybody in New Day has to be, you know, uh, you know, tough dudes to draw on top, whatever. But um, this see that from last year, just last year, and this is like.
0: Part timers
1: everywhere. I don't. Just. I don't really. It doesn't. I mean, I'm detached, so it doesn't really bother me. But like, I see how it's bothering other people, and it's like bothering yeah. them in ways. Is like, yo, like I'm detached from it, so I don't really care. But like, y'all are freaking out, and I'm like, is it? Re-? And I'm looking at it from detached, so maybe like because I have no emotional investment. Is like. In isolation, is it really in a vacuum? Is it really that bad compared to the other shit that has ran, that has ran like, me we off over the years?
0: We've been telling this. We've been them this shit been happening for years, and it's right. like like the, like people it's, are it's like they don't heard about the robbers and all the other neighborhoods, and the robbers finally came to their neighborhood.
1: Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> yeah. like the, yeah, like for for example, like people were like people got so people were so mad because like you know the fiend lost. And these people don't even fiend fans, but like the fiend laws, and then the fiend comes out and points at the sign, and like people lose their mind because he pointed the sign. I'm like, there's a million motherfuckers that point at the sign. Who gives a shit? Like I don't, whatever. Yeah, uh I, Like, I, I, I yes,
0: just, if you like, but whatever. How no, you, I is reason, like, like. that's
1: weird. It's like I. Uh, this is the break. Like, obviously, this is the, this is clearly not like some big inciting incident. This is like the straw that is breaking a lot of camels' backs. And It is like, but uh, why is, don't you know, for, fuck but fuck for me, me like, you
0: like why second. don't you? Like, why don't you give a fuck about the belt you just lost? And then <laughs> it's the aftermath of like, wow, we have to watch this part time as Roman Reigns coronation, like, and it wasn't even like, I that's what it is, like, and it's just like, oh, uh, this ain't, this ain't no, so. a lot mind, of people gonna be advocating for Drew McIntyre and brought to main event now. Do, do, look out for that, by the way.
1: In my mind, like, this ain't worse than. Any of the other coronations they've had for Roman, so like I don't really, or like as far as like you, you know, doing something like forced forced us to into the situation. Like WrestleMania fifty or, or sorry WrestleMania thirty one is is the worst offender of all of them. Like you had a dude that was hotter, flat out hotter mm-hmm. than him to the fans. Uh, it, it it was earned that the dude was gonna come back and uh go and get a title shot. Uh, as as, you know, the Royal Rumble thir- 14 thing, he didn't wasn't even in it, he's in this one, you throw him out, like, you set all these odds against that dude, or whatever else, it's like, nah, man, like, this is, this was a worse offender, like, uh, or that was worse offender than this is, so, like, this is, like, light compared to, like, the other, you know,
0: well, literally they, four <laughs> ones they've done. It, it's fucking hilarious how WWE just was like, you know what, we ain't even gonna do no Elimination Chamber matter, Roman, you just go out there, and, uh, and, uh yeah. you're the one contender now. Yeah, like,
1: another, another thing for me is, like, I don't really care, but it's like can we like it's like,
0: like just can we, try can we just can we try to elephant room? room?
1: what? Yo, I was like, can we talk about the elephant in the room? Like? Well, we'll get to that in a second, but okay. that's the very nice thing we we'll talk about, but like it's like, Roman's not in the Elimination Chamber can our, so we're just like never, we're just on never in the quest to like never have Roman like in good matches ever again, like <laughs> Like, the only two you're getting is, like, oh, he's in a tag match with Daniel Bryan. Oh, he's in a tag match with The Undertaker. But, like, a good, like, match? No, we're we're just, like, we're probably never doing that ever again. It's, like, this is... Even if, like, you're someone that wasn't, like, um, upset by the Roman shotgunning in 2015... You have to be like, yo, this is not the same as like the two thousand fifteen and sixteen Roman Reigns we were getting when he was going to have kick ass matches like every other month. Like this
0: is not it. This is just you know And we're gonna have like um like I talked to um uh I talked to her and said we're gonna have her on the show. Like we got like Roman Reigns fans like that are pointing this out, like that that recognize this, like hardcore Roman Reigns fans. And it's like you came out here And you had this guy go through this year. You got him back. Essentially, you you never know if you're getting him back, right? Right. And and then you fucking do, right? So you get him back. You do your Shield six-person match or whatever at Fastlane last year. Cool. You do a nothing Drew McIntyre match at WrestleMania. Ten minutes in the middle of the card. Literally didn't add a thing to the show. Right.
1: And, and these are two people that are like a year later are both in key matches at WrestleMania and you had them go out there and
0: throw mid out there. It's like, what the?
1: F- and, and you know, they're both, you know, they're both gr- really good ass wrestlers. So that's what makes it even more frustrating.
0: So up next, then they had Roman Reigns lose to Shane McMahon at yeah. Super Showdown. Then Run. him and Drew McIntyre back on pay-per-view again. A little bit better match that time. Then we get the tag team match with Roman Reigns and Undertaker against Drew and Shane. Who gets to pin Shane McMahon? That's right, The Undertaker. Then, (laughs) Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan are completely left off of SummerSlam 2019 because of all things we've covered before. Then, not Daniel Bryan gets the match, but Eric Rowan gets the match against Roman Reigns, right? And beats him, James. He beats Roman Reigns, and right. not a really good match at all. Just because, like a, because they dusted off through scars, right? Then Daniel Bryan comes comes to his rescue and is his, is his friend apparently again because Daniel Bryan's been turned babyface at this time because we can't have them fight ever. Now, now think about this, and, he, or- and good because that shouldn't happen at that time of year anyway. Right? But, but here's the thing, right? go through this match and then like throw back to me. Then we got Dan O'Brien and Roman Reigns against Eric Rowan and Luke Harper. And this was probably the best match that Roman Reigns was in, in the last year.
1: It was either that or the Buddy Murphy match.
0: Correct. the On TV. Yeah. yeah. I'm just talking about Roman Reigns' oh, pay-per-view right, right, match. Absolutely. Just feuds. You're right. You're right. This was the best match he's had on
1: pay-per-view in forever. Okay. So then after that, Think of how we just went through that run from, was that February to October, October, right? To October. Doing nothing of note with this man. Then it gets demonstrably worse because he's
0: handcuffed Corbin for the rest of the time, for the next six months. Starting at Crown Jewel. When he teams up with uh, Ali, Ricochet, Rusev, and Chad Gable, Shorty G against uh, Lashley, McIntyre, Corbin, Orton, and Nakamura, and Corbin's his, Corbin's his main rival there. So you see, that's where we're going. Survivor Series happens, of course. We got that. Mm-hmm. You know, him and Corbin are turned on each other during the match. Survivor Series kind of a kind of an outlier match. Match, they really match, count. yeah.
1: Match is, like there until you end up getting like Corbin the fuck out of there.
0: Yeah. Then at TLC, possibly the worst show of the year. Uh, a one point seven five star match, maybe worse. I think I'm at it giving this even worse rating. Um, Corbin beats Roman Reigns with the help of like forty niggas. Like it was ridiculous. Do you, do you remember Humpty Dumpty? The story, the story of Humpty Dumpty. Refresh me. Uh, he like falls down or Humpty something. Humpty Dumpty yeah. sat
1: on the wall. He falls, and uh all all of the king brings all of the king's men to try to put Humpty Dumpty back together again, dude. Uh-huh. All of King Corbin and all of King Corbin's men came out there to whoop that man ass. Like that's the, that's that's like, and he had no fucking help. The top baby face in the company. They're having an argument over who's the locker room leader. And he has nobody to help save him, and then like his cousins come weeks later, but or or the next or two days later or whatever else it was, but not not that day. He's a head bashed open by a fucking can of dog food. Uh, uh, Ziggler's underneath the fucking ring. It, it, Maybe he was the one to put down the dog food. Why the fuck would dog food be underneath a fucking wrestling ring to begin with? This is, this is
0: the dumbest of shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, like, I, I notice we're not talking about any good matches. No. We're not talking about, we're talking about no, horrible matches. Horrible matches. Horrible TV. And then he fights them at the Royal Rumble again. And they have, like, a 30-minute match or whatever. And it's, like, not good. At and all. then another match here with uh, Corbin as at, at Super Showdown. And it's just like a two-star match, nothing match. So this is what they've done with Roman Reigns. They haven't they kept them away from guys like Dan Bryan. They kept him away from guys like Nakamura, Cesaro, Andrade. We're all on the same brand as him. You could have been having kick ass matches with this dude, doing important shit, but no, it was more important to make sure to be scared with him and put him in the Baron Corbin incubator because no one in their right mind would cheer for Baron Corbin against him.
1: Right. And if you were say, you scared? and if your thing is like, well, maybe they were trying to elevate Corbin. It's like,
0: well, where the fuck's he going to be at WrestleMania?
1: Right. He's going to be off the fucking car. He's going to be Andre and probably, or like wrestling some wash legend. And he's retired like for, for more heat. Like, they they haven't learned their lesson with Corbin. They've, tried, they've had three different instances of trying to push that dude to a main event spot on a card, and all three times have critically been disasters. Like, you have when he was doing the Lashley and McIntyre thing at the end of 2018 that fucking sucked, that was tanking the rating. You have yep. him versus uh versus Seth Rollins immediately after us, Mini 35, and that shit sucked so bad that, one, it got Becky Lynch, the house person in the company, it cooled her jets uh, it also, it also gets Seth so in such a bad situation, along with Seth's bad Twitter game, that they have to turn they have to sacrifice and turn that dude heel uh, by October after winning the World Rumble and beating Brock Lesnar fucking twice clean. So then, or uh, well not clean, but beat him twice, pinned him twice, and then you have this. It is like this dude keeps getting. He went from fighting uh, at the time on Raw when the top baby face is like Seth Rollins doing something else. So he's fighting Mick carters, right? At the top is the heel. Then he's fighting the fucking champion coming out of WrestleMania. And now he's fighting the number one guy in the company, uh, at, at, uh, on SmackDown for months at a time. Like he keeps getting higher profile stuff as he's just dragging all these dudes down into the mud. Like it's, it's, I don't, I don't get it. It's inexplicable. It's, it's malpractice.
0: Yeah. And they, they've done nothing with him, impressive with him. He hasn't impressed. And it's just like they're going to attempt to, to, to fast track this story of this guy came back from cancer and he's going to win the title a year later. Don't you just love it? And then it's like this. when I, When I start hearing this phrase, it's like, you know, I've been hearing it lately. <clears throat> it's like. Well, is this earned? This doesn't feel earned. Like, and not, and not, and, and the thing is, I'm not mean Roman Reigns earning it professionally or anything. I'm talking about well, what is his his performances been in? What are the situations that he's been put in ahead of time to really like drive this home and make it a special feeling, rather than just it's Goldberg at WrestleMania, even though and it's an old guy and it's gonna be a right. bad match or it's gonna be like a, a five minute match or something like that. It's like. There's, there's got to be better ways to do this.
1: Yeah, in the, in the, the prevailing logic that a lot of people have is, well, they basically sacrificed Wyatt to have a more palatable opponent, bigger profile, more palatable opponent that like think the crowd will support Roman behind um, at WrestleMania, and it's like, no guarantees. There, one, there's no guarantees of that, and two,
0: motherfucker, y'all tried this two years with Brock Lesnar. And people like Brock Lesnar are a hell of a lot less than they like Goldberg, right? And Goldberg's catching some he- some too now,
1: right? And it's like you didn't learn your lesson when like y'all got that match got shat on all in um the Super like I don't I don't I don't fucking get this. Like just just have Roman wrestle a good match against somebody and have them win the belt and call it a day, like if you want, and then tell they they it's it's so weird that like he's been positioned as the top guy in this company, and like he might be like the worst booked person in the entire company at the same time if you go over like their entire- like her entire career path and trajectory since two thousand and fourteen like these last six years, he might be the single worst booked person in the entire company while being while the while the company wants nothing more than him to be the top guy in he is a top guy it's fucking
0: it's a a fucking inverted mind fuck like that's that's all i can describe it as it's just like there's so many things like that are wrong with how you get there the execution of getting there and what happens in the aftermath
1: yeah, I, and like they keep, like they just keep adding upon their mistakes by by trying to fix it, by doing by doing more things that are like also mistakes, and like <laughs> you know I always joke about, it, look at look at the tap look at the long form story to look at the tapestry like Girl. this is a spider's web of like just poor decisions like this is just they're they're all folding upon itself and woven in and just like it's a modern. <laughs> It's not okay. So when I say this word, I mean in the sense of like a uh, a play, right? Like there's comedies and then there's tragedies. This is a modern day classic tragedy. <laughs> like, this, like, and I like this is like the new Romeo and Juliet of like. <laughs> <laughs> like, bad news, of, but it's not, like, from the meta point of, like, you're telling terrible stories opposed to, like, oh, yeah, you built something, and then, like, it ends up dying at the end, like, this is just, they keep fucking this over and over and over, like, it's incredible, um, oh, but, but now that we're past the Roman thing, we gotta talk about it, we have... The new day lose the uh the tag titles. You have the uh, the street profits loser tag title match. You have Naomi lose her tag title, or, or her uh, smack <laughs> women's title match. You have Ricochet get squashed like a jelly bean um uh in his uh universal or sorry yeah universal no WWE heavyweight title match uh four 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 black people just four black acts just. <laughs> we set them up and we knock them down.
0: <laughs> Just, you need us. need a setup person. Let's beat the blackies. That, that's that's all this is. And, and, and coming optics. at the end of look coming coming at the end of February, right when you think it can't get no worse, you know, Terminal right when, when Tyson Fury beats on, um, you know, uh, Deontay hey, Wilder. Hey Vince when, can't when, control that one. <laughs> yeah, Vince
1: can't control that one.
0: Look, Triple H was at the match. He could have helped. You know
1: what are like, you gonna, gonna do? What was he gonna was he gonna grab the slash hammer <laughs> and help
0: he Shit, shit. Somebody should have helped water shit. <laughs> and then you got Deontay Wilder talking about his clothes was too heavy. No. Like I, I don't wanna hear that, bro. Like <laughs> then you know, you have Bianca losing to Charlotte and, and Rhea Ripley, uh, you know, in in back-to-back matches. Then you have Leo Russ losing. You have black people getting cleaned and mopped the fuck up all throughout this month, Vince. What the fuck's going on here? Like, during this month, specifically, we're going to give them these title matches that don't matter and fucking mop them at the same time. Like, horrible. Absolutely horrible. And, and I saw it coming I at, before, ahead of time. And I, I was tracking. I would, I would send James these voice memos like, yeah, I see what the fuck's going on out here. Watch. And then, <laughs> you know, Super Showdown. Let, let, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know why it is this way, but it is this way. And, and I look forward to—I believe it's already happened of ricochet being airbrushed out of the uh, canon and history of the of the 2020 Royal Rumble uh, when uh, Drew McIntyre eliminated Brock Lesnar. I look forward to the airbrushing, and uh, I hope Ricochet looks forward to the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Like, hey, we he's, happy. hey he's happy. Hey, he's, he's, happy. Happy, he's so happy. He's happy, so I'm happy. You know, he's, look, you like he's it, happy I love so- it. Right, you know, right. you getting your money? Cool. But I know where you should have been, bro. You should be uh, one of the defining performers of this era. Like, you yep. should be. You you are the B-side, the A-side or B-side to Will Ospreay. Look right. what the fuck Will is doing right now. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yep, yep,
0: yep. Come uh, like, kind of on, am on girl. I'm cashing out. Hey, <laughs> I, I understand, Ricochet. I understand. But don't come on Twitter and lie to us, bro. And also, Cedric Alexander was out here losing to Riddick Moss. I'm sure he's going to beat AJ Styles for the U.S. title uh, any day now, James. Any day now. Was the
1: last time he was on TV on Raw? Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. like, yeah, man. It's 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 really frustrating to like, for example, watch a network and see like how with Triple H or whatever else in NXT UK, NXT, 205 Live, whoever else, and see that we have all these talented guys and they can get their audience to care and build up towards takeovers and whatever and and big matches, whatever else. And you see like people get behind them in whatever way. And then to see like that work on a certain level or even, you know, on a level as big as WWE with the takeovers, um, in front of the same size audiences, and then to see like that get ported over to the main roster, and just to watch like every, almost everybody just like fell left and right. And it's like, at what point do these numbers become so big? I mean, I'm already at that point. But like for even like the staunchest WWE main roster fan or whatever, at what point do like these these numbers get so big that like you have to stop saying it like? This is a whole generation, like, an entire generation of people that can't get over and start, like, saying, nah, man, like, this is a flawed product that is, like, flat-out bad coaching and putting people up to, like, the worst of their uh, potential, um, to never meet their potential. So, it's just, this is really frustrating. It's, like, so, like, it's a thing when you see... For, I'm not even gonna get into that but like so all, all these people just fuck ups all of them they're all just fatally flawed every single <laughs> one of them like and the reason why they're fatally flawed is because none of them are the fucking rock like that That's or John Cena like you have to be John Cena to to make it as a professional wrestling in WWE uh, at, at the top that's what you're telling me because if that's the case we need to fold up all this shit <laughs> <laughs> that's funny like there is no such thing as a perfect like perfect example John Moxley is John Moxley this dynamite, uh, dynamic performer in the ring, uh, from a technical wrestling standpoint. No,
0: I would say no. I, you know, I, I wouldn't consider him a super worker or anything like that.
1: Right. He is a very good promo. That can sometimes be a elite promo. He is a person that puts a lot of thought into his wrestling matches, but is not a great athlete. And he's not a person that looks like a um, like uh you know like one of these eighties or nineties uh guys physically, and he's and he's not gigantic either. Like you look at all the way people have like um, pinpointed what can be uh, what do you call um, predictors or traits that would help someone get over, and he's not attending any necessary thing. But you look at him in WWE, he might be an eight point
0: five though. He might be an eight. You know, right. like
1: right. So my, but my thing is, like, if we have eights, nines, whatever else, and they can't get over it, then what the fuck, then? Yeah. Like, if... We're going to see with Garza. If they can't get Garza some, you know, the next Rey Mysterio that they've been trying to make ever since, like, ever since Rey Mysterio and Eddie and whatever else, they can't make him into it, then they may as well never hire another Mexican dude. Because that's the dude. When it, yeah. I don't, and, and it's funny because... I was saying this months ago, right?
0: A long time ago. But like when
1: he's having his matches, when he's having those matches, like I think the first time so I was like, we might have something here. And then like he starts having the matches with Leo Rush, you're like, we definitely have something here. This dude is great. You see, he gets on the main roster. Every review I've heard from anybody that has an opinion I respect that still watches uh, main roster wrestling is like, oh yeah, we have something here. Like this, we'll see, and will see. Me, it means dot dot dot. Don't hold your (laughs) breath, motherfucker. Uh, So, I mean, and and back to you know Black History Month just being blown up, just (laughs) bombed out. Yo, on SmackDown, they brought Naomi back the next night to have a match with Bailey. It's an immediate, it's an immediate Smaz. It's like it goes maybe a minute, and then Sasha comes in for the DQ. (laughs) Lacey Evan runs runs down. They didn't even bring out Teddy Long. They didn't even bring out a commissioner. The ref herself said, fuck it. Tag match players have the match. The match is specifically all built around making Lacey Evans the star of the match. It goes horribly wrong because Lacey Evans, even a year on the main roster, still ain't ready. Like, she is years away from being years away. Damn. Like, it, it nah, bro. No. Like, she went to do a slingshot, a stereo slingshot plancha to the floor, um, off the top, over the top rope with Naomi. Naomi goes over and goes down, is like, like, just like the plan was. She gets her feet caught up in the rope, and then she has to land. She luckily gets her feet, holds on, and gets her feet on the apron, and basically, uh, axe handle smashes uh, Bailey, and they go to commercial break. and I'm just like, wow. And they, and the whole match is Naomi's in there first. Sasha and Bailey are just working her over, working her over. Um trying to get that trying to get the to, to the hot tag with Lacey. Um that spot with the with the plancha happened, uh to go to commercial break. They come back, they get the hot tag, hot tag with Lacey. Lacey has a pretty good hot tag. Has a pretty good hot tag. Um and then at the end there's a bunch of uh shenanigans or whatever else. And um at the end, Naomi gets distraction pinned by Bailey. Uh so that's where we are. So like, Naomi's done more or less. We we didn't have the no, no, wait. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I'm, hour sorry. Hour. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. sorry. Wrong way. Bailey gets distracted. Naomi schoolboys her. Kicks oh. her k- kicks her and gets so it's like okay, so we are how many weeks away from WrestleMania?
0: 5 weeks maybe.
1: Is it a Fatal 4 way match?
0: Is it a... It, is, sure, it sure feels like it, don't it?
1: Right, that's where it seems like we're headed. It's like, okay, like Sasha just came back. Sasha didn't get pinned. The fucking champion did. Naomi just got her 50-50 booking with the champion. The star of the match was planned to be Lacey. You built a hot tag toward her. Where, where are we headed here five weeks from now? I, I don't know. And it's like... All right, so how do we capitalize off of uh Naomi uh coming back 50-50 year to death?
0: But how like, do we what, but like, but like we'll put the person in there we really want to push. We'll put the champion in there with Bailey, and then we'll also throw Sasha Banks in there cuz she's just hanging out too or whatever, but she's an actual star that we won't ever do anything with. So that's how you'll get your push Naomi. That, that's that's how you right. get your push. And it's
1: like you're also doing the thing where, like, you're teasing that you're finally going to give us the, the Sasha Bailey thing, uh, and it's like, dude, after 2000, uh, after 2018, i I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you fucked it. Like, 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 one, we already got it in NXT. It's never gonna be as good as NXT. You did the whole thing where you tease like they were gonna have a thing. You tease all throughout 2018. Fuck off. Fuck off. I don't care. I don't care. Um, and yeah. normally they'll they'll put out some mash that like will get me to be intrigued and at least like make me think maybe I'll watch Raw or I'll watch that episode or that segment on Raw or that segment on SmackDown. Dude, I watched SmackDown based off the intrigue of like what what are they are they what are they gonna do or whatever else to get to this pay per view next weekend. But <laughs> there was nothing singularly that was singular that made me say all right I'm gonna tune in. It was just like well they've. They've pissed off a lot of people. Let's see what they go from what they do from there. Um but like SmackDown is is deads. Flat out deads. Damn. Um Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know, man. Like I, I, I ain't got nothing else. So uh, is there anything else you want to talk about? Um nah, man.
0: Um AW Lit. <laughs> you wanna
1: talk,
0: talk about Nick Aldous? Do oh we have enough God. information on Nick Aldis? Yeah, we we got some information on um Mr. Nick Aldis kind of breaking um, I, I uh, got got sent something from Maza what's up Maza uh, about Nick Aldis and some comments he made during an interview which you know we cover some uh, you know Japanese wrestling here on the show um, you know on a fairly regular basis and Aldis had an interview he said he wants the fetishizing of Japanese wrestling to end So, he was on uh, a show called Straight to Hell. I don't know who hosts that. I think Cultaholic, I believe. Um, He said, I really want to qualify this point because, um, you know, he knows the clickbaiters are going to pick this up and turn it into something. It's not, but I need the Western wrestling's obsession with Japanese wrestling just to calm down a little bit. I've wrestled in Japan, and I love going to Japan, but I'll be honest with you. I don't love wrestling in Japan because it hurts. It really phys- It's really physically taxing, and I don't get the same adren- adrenaline rush from it because the audience doesn't react. It's like I'm killing myself, and it's light clapping. What I mean by this, I understand and respect that they have their own thing, and there are some guys who are phenomenal, and there are some who are the best ever legends, but it works for their culture. It works for that audience. And I'm so over this snobby sort of misconception that it sort of bled over into the overall lexicon of modern wrestling that somehow if it's Japanese it's better. Like this is how they do it in Japan. What I'm talking about is this almost fetishizing of anything that's Japanese and somehow that makes it better. The ironic thing is you're working the audience because most of them have never been to Japan. They're not they've never been in a Japanese audience, they're not Japanese. They've just been co-opted to believe, oh, it's Japanese, it must be better. I agree, or everyone else will think I'm stupid, or everyone will not think I'm elevated enough as a wrestling fan. I'm not knowledgeable enough. It's sort of this weird, snobby sort of culture that exists now.
1: Okay, so, he has some points, overall. But, um, what I would say is that they just have better matches like, at the top end, like, there's no knock against that, but, like, you look at the level of match you end up getting, um, in different places, like, not all, not all wrestling is good, because it's, because it's, because it's in Japan, like, I'm not watching that fucking DDT, I'm not watching, uh, Tokyo Joshi Pro, or, or, like, Actress Girls, when I can watch Stardom or New Japan instead, or even, you know, or whatever else I get, re- uh, a recommendation on, like, there's a lot of wrestling, and it's a lot of guy, a lot of people that get to wrestle each other in ways that like don't happen on the major platforms here because of WWE swallowing up and putting people in um, tied up to contracts, so they can't wrestle each other in certain ways. So like, there's good wrestling all over the world. Like, there's a lot of in Japan, yeah, because like look at the proximity of talent.
0: Yeah, like they're working with a deeper talent pool they're working with superior training regimens that have been proven throughout history um, they're <laughs> fundamentally better wrestlers like perfect example
1: we just talked about lacey evans being on the main roster for two for for a year now after being in nxt for forever long and then having a in a, a, a slight indies before she even showed up to the performance center in, in nxt right is she better than saya cometani that's been wrestling since august in stardom i would say no okay then what are we talking about
0: yeah, like, and I don't, I don't know what he means by by the fetishizing stuff. It's like, you know, you watch New Japan Pro Wrestling, you watch Stardom. I mean, there are great workers like Kensu Miyahara elsewhere, right? Uh, in a place like all Japan. It's like... Daisuke Sakamoto in Big it, Japan. It, it, it does in
1: have... Sendai Girls. Uh, Maya Yuki in Ice Ribbon. Tsukasa Fujimoto in Ice Ribbon. Nanai Takahashi uh, in Arisa Nakajima in Seedling. It, yeah. it,
0: it's, it's not this fetish thing because you don't get it like like it's not this fetish thing because like you don't understand like how these people are great and having whole ass careers over there the only thing is more people can see it now so like what happens is the people that that ingest the best quality wrestling matches or whatever start getting new quality added to that so it's like i don't i don't get that like I don't know if Nick this like is feeling underappreciated or something for what he does. I like what Nick this does as a right. wrestler. Like I, I enjoy what he does, but it's like it comes off as he's very insecure, it sounds like, and he might have had a bad time in Japan or two that didn't work out. He didn't get brought back, and then it's just it just seems like, yo, like. Like, Japanese in Japan, like, they have a thriving wrestling culture they have for fucking 40 years. What are you talking about? It, yeah, like, I, I think, I mean, he's made some points about, like,
1: yeah, there are, there is an elitist, uh, gatekeeper, snobbish element to it. We talk about it all the time, right? Good, um, good, like, <laughs> no, no, like, I mean, I mean, flat out, like, it is very much like okay, you're a wrestling fan. Prove it by telling me like, you know, which match you watched on like the shittiest like resolution ever. Like oh you oh you oh you saw this match from from you watched this All Japan match that is like basically in like 580 or sorry uh, 540p. Like that's how you're a wrestling fan. Like nah man. Like I watched this match because I was interested, I saw it. I enjoyed it. I would like to tell people that I saw that I saw a match. Like, if that is your frame of reference or whatever else, cool. Like, I see people all the time hop on Twitter and talk about how like the horsewoman or one one horsewoman or whatever else at that point in time is like the best women's wrestler ever, and I'm just like, I, I I was once in that position like years ago. I don't I don't like I don't really kill them for what they don't know, but it's like, I, that's that's what it is like in it's everybody has different experiences with pro wrestling and like there's no one way that's particularly the best but what i will say is like there's a bunch of wrestling around the world i think that we were in a situation where like these people were fundamentally trained to be better at wrestling through repetition in practice like you can become a wrestler in six weeks here yeah. You can't yeah, necessarily you think- do that in Japan. In most places. Most most places. Like so like you people are getting drilled and a lot of people are getting ran off and whatever else in a way that like it kinda was back in the day when you were on like trying to learn how to wrestle in Vern's farm and he was running you off by having you run a million miles every fucking calisthenics every single yeah. day. Like there is a it's 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 a little different in like
0: it's like you can pay like you can pay your two thousand dollars and go to any fucking wrestling school around America. You can't just go to the new Japan dojo. Like you have right. to like get accepted to, it, to the fucking dojo.
1: And there ain't no knock on that. But like it's just the outlier stuff. Like uh Malcolm Glad we're talking about getting your ten thousand reps. You're closer to getting your ten thousand reps after going through that than going through what um Westerners do as far as the train regiment. And does that mean that like you're never gonna have some um great matches, hell no, like, NXT and AEW prove that every single week, like, that's like the best weekly episode of television I've ever seen, these two shows, so like, nah, but this is, is it's just different around the world, and cultures are different, like, the part about the clapping thing is like, like, man, like, they don't clap, like, like we do, like, they don't clap he, for he, you,
0: Nick. They don't clap for you. They like. clap
1: for Nick at times. Don't do that. Like, like <laughs> I, I get what he's trying to go for, but I find it like uh and I and I think he has a point about like the fetishizing of Japanese culture to where people either treat it like it's the most it's a weird thing. Either people think like Japan is like the most depraved, freaky shit ever, or it's like some fucking utopia. And like nah, it's in the middle. It's it's in the middle. Um but I I just I just enjoy a lot of Japanese wrestling, it's like I enjoy a lot of American wrestling. I really don't think about it. I just, I just think like, look, man, all I'm looking for in, in your wrestling, regardless, is drama of people being the piss out of each other, um, or the drama of a match wearing on people and how they emote that, uh, the whatever added story storyline elements they have from their wrestling, and the physical and and, and, and and people in people people, the fundamental and fundamental uh wrestling or whatever they're doing in the ring that's those are the three big things i'm looking for when i'm watching a wrestling match like Mm -hmm. and that's not anything specific to japanese wrestling or american wrestling like look man ultimately everybody's running ropes when they shouldn't be because they're trying to aspire towards a fake towards a fake fight right so (laughs) it don't matter like so what are we talking about i I just I, i think you know Maybe it's the thing where someone stuck in his craw that day and he decided to say that. I'm not holding this against Nick Aldis. I think Nick Aldis in um is a great promo and does so many things well that like should have been spotlighted on a higher level earlier, but it didn't work out for him. And he's he's doing his NWA thing and he's doing as well as I imagine you can. And he's I feel like he's a person that's like doing the best he can so I can't only you know say so much about him like I've seen him have good matches I've seen him have okay matches I don't think he's a great wrestler I think he's a good wrestler slash a fine wrestler I think he's better at the stuff outside of the ring than in the ring and like in a different circumstance different years different era he's a way bigger star than he is right now
0: maybe that's what he's feeling
1: (laughs) (laughs) maybe like sometimes I think like you know like what if he was in AEW with Cody or whatever else Sometimes, mm-hmm. do you do you ever think about that kind of stuff? I mean,
0: they've they got a they got a rivalry. They yeah. can do like yeah. they can go right back to. Hey man, and, open, and, open the forbidden gate, uh, Marty. Open the NWA <laughs>
1: gate. <laughs> yes, put Eddie Kingston out there. Even though we saw Eddie someone just like Eddie Kingston earlier on this show uh, last yes. night.
0: Yes. But, yeah, man.
1: I mean, you can't even hit the music. There is there's no start of news. So, yeah,
0: so. no, no start of news. Like no matches, no match gate. When, yeah, when, when is when is no match gate? That is next weekend.
1: So, okay. um, they will be going head to head the same weekend as as elimination chamber. <laughs> hmm. Gee, I wonder which pay per view is going to be better or pay per view level ma- uh, show is going to be better. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, they're going to air it on YouTube.
0: Actually, yeah. So, um, so if you guys like, th- this is a great opportunity to, to check some Star Tomorrow if you haven't. Uh, before you can watch it right on YouTube Yeah, you go to YouTube I think it's going to air Like 9.30 on Friday Okay Friday
1: night. So, yeah um, Yeah, because it's the 8th Yeah, it's the 8th So it'll be uh the 7th here So, yeah, I think it's Friday It's the Friday or Saturday at 9.30pm Eastern Time So, you can check it out or whatever else Um That's really all I got Um So, I guess that's the end of the show be sure to rate us on whatever app you're using to listen. Tell the folks about the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Be sure to check out our friends at powerslam.tv, the sponsor of the show. If you're a fan of independent pro wrestling and you have over 5,000 hours of footage from all over the world, you can use the code socialsuplex to get your free month's trial. Don't forget to visit ProRestlingTees.com slash socialsuplex and pick up some official Social Suplex Podcast Network merchandise. Be sure to check out our other shows on the Soul Suplex Podcast Network on Sundays. Finally, Sunday, we have One Nation Radio. On Tuesdays, we have Keeping It Strong Style. On Wednesday, we have the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Podcast. On every other Wednesday, we have Run and Watch Your Shit. On Fridays, we have Get In The Ring. And on Saturdays, we have All Things Elite. Thanks for listening. Later. Peace.